Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from the Mail Fuzz Network. I'm Peter. I'm joined as always by Matt. Hey, what's going on? And I won't bother introducing the other guy. He's probably going to disappear about halfway through, so you may as well just not get used to his presence. <laughs> We're going to have to digitize that. <sighs> yeah, I'll need, I'll need to pixelate the finger you just gave me. Well, I mean, you could, but it was a bit off-center because I lost track of where my camera was now. <laughs> Way to go, Connor. Way to go. Oh, God, what a shambles this is already turning out to be. This is, of course, a comics podcast. We talk about DC Comics, and it's kind of a weird week. It's the fifth Wednesday of the week, which we have every few months, which means there's less books, although at least this time there's some books, because last time there was zero books, and we just filled time with talking about things uh they were DC related, sure, but not. Uh, it was it was a lot of nonsense, wasn't it? It was a lot of nonsense, and it ended up in one of the longest episodes somehow. It was almost like not <laughs> being gonna, tied. We're gonna rain this in, like Santa does the reindeers. Uh, no, we're not. <laughs> but it was almost like Shh. not having like spe- a specific structure of things to talk about meant we didn't feel like we had to like. Oh, it's because you know usually we get to the last book. Oh, we we'll finished that. Time to do the the wrap up yep. things and end it. Whereas if we don't have like a structure and it's just oh here's a bunch of things we're going to talk about it kind of it went on a bit longer but anyway uh, that may that may happen this week it may that not. that feels like that was a warning just you know beware it may happen a shot across the bow if you will but we do yeah. have we, we do have books to talk about. we've got three books to talk about we have the Batman Annual issue one the Superman Annual issue one and the DC New Talent Showcase. Uh, which are all meaty, of course, annuals typically are double the length of a regular issue, and then you have the New Talent Showcase, which is also an anthology, and is a good, what, 80 pages, 90 pages, something like that? 80, yeah. Yeah. So, that's the books that we're going to be talking about uh, in a little bit, but before that, let's be nice, we're in December now, it's the month of Christmas, you know, how was was your week, guys? I I want to hear about you, Matt, not so much Connor, but Matt, how was your your week? (laughs) Just busy. So I didn't squeeze in the comics until late, which usually I do, but when I'm not busy. So, yeah. But yeah, just a busy. We're getting ready for the holidays at work, concerts, kids running around. <laughs> yeah, I, so I, saw, I saw you mention that you'd only just started the Christmas music. And at my workplace, the Christmas music has been on since before Halloween. So Yeah, oh, not, not on my watch. Not on my yeah. watch. Oh, I'm the, I'm the Christmas music crumpus, and you'll get whipped with a birch tree if it comes on. Oh, if only. If I'm, I, I don't think I can feel festive this year because I'm already immune. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it started and then it's gone. I'm sick of it already. So, we, we give uh, our dogs stockings because they're part of the family, and since we had two new additions this year, uh, we had to buy them one and. My wife, as we're going through them, she goes, you know, they look like they've been picked over and December just started this week. I go, not not to this store. This store has had it since before Halloween. So, hmm. yeah, we need to get together, guys. We need to launch a war, if you will. <laughs> On no, the commercialism of Christmas? Not even the commercialism. The, like, just how early it starts. Yeah. Yeah. Because at least, like, we have Thanksgiving here. You guys don't, right? Do you guys have a holiday in between? Nope. So it goes straight from, you know, Halloween to Christmas. Well, yeah. no, I technically do have Guy Fox night, which is a few days I after mean, Halloween. Yeah, but all we do is throw fireworks at people and go, here you go, buy these. That's about it. Yeah, yeah that's the extent of no, it. Did you no, say throw no fireworks event. at people? 
I'm envisioning like jackass style where you light them and then throw them. That does happen. Okay. Well, that, it's, it's you're not you're not supposed to. You know, disclaimer, safety warning. Don't do that. But it does happen. It does happen. But yeah, so I get a little irritated when we completely skip over Thanksgiving for Christmas. I, I just get now it's almost like Christmas we're stuff. skipping over Halloween. So. Yeah, we definitely are. Uh, we can't have that. No, no. Halloween is perhaps said, the most important holiday of the year. I'm I'm ready for the Yuletide and the Wild Hunt. So I'm ready yeah. for. I've got some nice mold cider to have later. I heat it yeah, up. It's gonna be go. good. Get festive. Yeah. Got, got, got a new bottle of Bailey's. New flavor. Got salted caramel. It's an excuse to watch Christmas movies more than anything else. I think these days for me. Obviously, a bit older presents and stuff aren't as. You know. You don't, no, you yourself, you Scotsman. Be... I have a list. You all want to give me something? <laughs> See, my, just hit me up my, on Twitter. <laughs> mine from the girlfriend <laughs> arrived the other day. I don't uh, know what it is. Just a big box. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's a Wii. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Nintendo Wii. Uh, I don't even know if I'd be okay with that or not. Why <laughs> uh, nah. a troll present? It's from nah. the Krampus. <laughs> They'd be splitting up after Christmas, so you'd ha- you'd have a new background quite quickly after after the new year. See, maybe maybe it was a weave, but if it came with a card that went, I've also pre-ordered a switch. Uh okay. What's a switch? The new Nintendo system. I'm video game. Okay, I'm video game illiterate. <laughs> Which the one where you don't? Well, not that you can't. You just choose not to. I think it's illiterate, right? It's called yeah, being a me. dick. No, it's not. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> God, let's get on with the books, guys, shall we? Yeah, probably. Let's do books. Yeah. Um, all right, so Batman Annual Issue one's up first. Normally I tell you who wrote and stuff, but obviously it's an anthology. Yep. So um, we'll, we'll point out some of the creative teams as we go, um, if I remember to. And I'm going to let my cat in. Uh, someone start talking about the, the first story. Right. Well, I mean, first of all, I think it's interesting that we've just been talking about Christmas, and this book is generally pretty Christmas-themed. Yep, each each of the stories centers around an aspect of the holiday. Yeah, all of it's Christmas themed, actually. I'm pretty sure everyone is. Yeah, I'm ju- I just hedge my bets just in case one of them isn't. This was the first book I read. I read it quite early this week. Shocker for me, I know, but yeah, right. I, I was just thinking maybe one of them wasn't, and I just thought uh, just to, just to be safe, I'll I'll hedge my bets. I read both of these on Wednesday morning. It was uh, a <laughs> stop coming not in doing. at odd angles for the audio listeners. He went to go let his cat out. And now he's coming in sideways, no, no. and it's messing with me. I'm letting my cat back in, and because he just sits and stares at me through the door, I need to wait until he comes in before I can shut the door. So I'm pick him up and pull him in. No, see, he runs if you're trying. He's smart. He knows what you like. He 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 predicts the game plan and he reacts accordingly. This is not the comics talk I signed up for. He's like Batman. Anyways, the first story is by uh, art by Finch and story by King. Yep, and. It, I thought it was going to be tragic when it started because it involves Christmas dogs that were owned by the Joker. and Well, not Christmas dogs, but dogs that were owned by the Joker. No, that Matt, this was like the most heartwarming thing oh, yeah, yeah, ever. Yeah. Yeah. But see, where it started, I thought more Cujo and less Christmas pup. And, but So Batman finds these oh. dogs that the Joker had used earlier in the year as part of one of his schemes. Uh, and we see it uh, the ace uh, mark dog because they all kind of have the card suits to them. Yeah, because Joker. Because it's Joker, yeah. right? 
and you see it attacking Batman in like I think it's July, August, September, or September. Okay, yep. that was close. But Bat uh, comes across them around Christmas, and the Ace Dog has he killed the other two because Joker left them. It's kind of a joke. It's it's put out there. You know, survival of the fittest, which now has definitely made me like Joker a lot less, which I know we're not supposed to like him. You know, before, people saw Sots villains. Before Matt was ready to vote him into office. I mean, but now, well, not now. <laughs> Any, anyone but what we have now. But, hey, <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, I, I guess I'm okay with Joker killing people, but once you add animals to it, that's where I'm kind of like, uh, I, can't, I can't support this anymore. You know? To be fair, that, that's also the line for movies, isn't it? You can kill people yeah. and, and no one cares. It's not emotional. You kill one yeah. dog and that's it. Yeah. Everyone loses their shit. Yeah. I was on Michael Myers' side until he killed the dog. And what one was that? It was the first one. Pretty early. Yeah. The first one. Yeah. Pretty early in there. So, but yeah, so Batman takes in this dog. And there's a series of, of kind of funny events of him dealing yeah. with this savage dog well it's worth knowing it's not really him that's dealing with the dog though he he, he yeah. is getting the effects of it but it's actually alfred that's keeping the dog around and alfred despite the dog still being kind of vicious and still being kind of angry alfred's trying to break him down and the whole and it ends of course in christmas and like it comes up you know bruce says it's okay you didn't get me a present alfred and alfred gets yeah. gives a little like you know catty line about oh you'll never learn or some dogs will never learn or something yeah. like that but basically the whole idea kings, is that, kings alfred keeps up his witty yeah it's no no it's it's he walks away and he goes world's greatest detective indeed yeah that was it i knew it was a cat line i also read this on like early wednesday morning as soon as the books went up i was like right batman and superman annuals read but no so the whole idea i I was gonna say the whole idea here of course is that alfred has done with this dog what he kind of also did with bruce he you know he took in someone who was broken by the events that they had no control over and he nursed them back to some sort of sense of normality and yeah as a perfect companion for Batman. So, yeah. yeah. That's heartwarming, yeah. touching. I like it. Yeah. One of my favorite moments was early on when they have the dog. Bruce goes down to get his breakfast or comes up to get his breakfast, and the dog's on the table, <laughs> growling at him in the face. And <laughs> Alfred, this is not my breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's where I went, world's greatest detective indeed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there's just a series of. This is the type of Batman I like when King writes, where he can add some comedy in there, because Batman's usually such dark subject matter. And, like, <laughs> the the series that we see of Alfred getting tackled by the dog as he's training it, mm. and he's wearing, like, the big padded suit. Yeah. And Batman's on the back computer, and it's over a series of days, and he's talking about all the different schemes the villains are pulling. And each time that the dog's getting closer to taking down Alfred, that made me chuckle too. So, yeah. But like Pete said, it was a nice, heartwarming uh, story. I think. I, I, I think. I think because it's such a heavy like Batman story we've got in the main book right now. The annual taking yeah. this time to give us all these little short Christmas themed stories, where and most of them for the most part are actually very heartwarming and you know kind of mm-hmm. uplifting. It's nice that you can have that with Batman as well. It doesn't have to always be heavy. Because uh, King's first arc had a lot of humour in it. Maybe not specifically this kind yeah. of humour, but there was... Well, see, no. thing, I think it was this kind of humour. It was mostly played from Alfred's point of view as well, like the humour. Yeah. Oh, but... true, but that this, this revolves around the humour almost, is what I mean. Well, yeah. yeah. But it's it's very similar type yeah. of humour. It's all like 
Alfred being very dry. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, obviously, in the first arc, there was a whole actual core story going on that wasn't humorous. So that was. Yeah. Whereas here, the whole thing is the, the humour and the heart and stuff. The second story is written by Scott Snyder and Ray Fox. It's called Silent Night, uh, Declan Shelby on the art. And this is just a story of how Batman uh, takes takes a moment to enjoy a street performance where he thinks there might be an incident <laughs> yeah, about to happen. He's ready to tackle them all yeah. and arrest them, but... You know, I like the just wait moment. Yeah. And by the way, this is easily yeah. the best Batman story that Scott Snyder's written in a while. This year? Yeah. 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 I no. think I'll probably agree with that. Yeah, no, I, I, I thought, again, it was a nice little moment where he just takes a moment on Christmas to appreciate yeah. uh, something a little bit more fun. That, yeah, this is definitely more in the spirit of his last issue he did on Batman proper. Yeah. So where it was kind of like Batman's night off. Oh, yeah, that was good. I like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 But this is kind of in that spirit where I like what they did with the, like, is it supposed to be, like, the digital representation of all this sound? Is that what that was? Yeah, yeah, because he's, he's yeah. got this uh, scanner thing that's scanning for different, yeah. you know, crimes or whatever going on and whatnot. So, and it keeps jumping back to there, and each one gets a little bit, you know, lit up more. And then, of course, at the end, it's the bat symbol, which was kind of cool. Yeah. I like that symbolic. But kind of a nothing story. It was it was really told in the art more than anything, which was good. Yeah, yeah I thought the art was fantastic as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, art was really good, and I, I think I, I think it, it's allowed to be a nothing story when it's you know you get like a eight yeah. to ten page thing that's just you know a nice little yeah. moment. Yeah, have some Christmas cheer. Yeah, and actually, I I, I really like that this is a, a Christmas collection of stories. It's actually kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I almost feel like if Batman Noel wasn't already taken, this would have been a nice little. Subtitle, yeah. For this, I can see that. Oh. Uh, the third story is a uh, not so the Silent Night of the Harley Quinn. Um, is written by Paul Denny, and Neil Adams is on the art. Yeah. The now. Do, do, you, sorry, this... do you not mean the ta- the not so Silent Night? Don't know what I said. Yeah. You said not yeah. so the Silent Night. Oh, sorry. I, I, yeah. Okay. I. I. I, I Either like... way, if Harley's involved, it's not going to be quiet. Yeah, right. exactly. That's the point. Just, I just but, wanted it to make grammatical sense. That's no, all. it's just because yeah. the way the not so is. Yeah, I didn't get there that it was inserted in between the, the yeah. and the silent. I do apologize. <laughs> Good. Uh, and I think this just speaks to Dini as a writer and the creator of the character. This is the most I've enjoyed Harley Quinn in quite some time. Like mm-hmm. I feel he gets the voice of her better than most. And I'm I'm probably being biased because I don't typically I, read Harley. Well, I damn sure like this more than that issue one I read of uh, her own yeah, series. As as an IP, and it, and again, not much happens here, but I love what does happen. So, uh, especially the play between Harley and Batman, and again, Harley's doing most of the heavy lifting because Batman has picked her up from trying to bring a. What was it? A a pudding pudding. Yeah. To to the uh, she wasn't taking it to Arkham, was she? It was to the police station. Yeah, the police station. Yeah, yeah she was. Yeah. The, it was a gift for all the the police officers. Yeah. <laughs> and then it explodes, and it's kind of like she's like, it's like oh, what to expect. What... Yeah. I'll I'll uh, admit though, I did yeah. think I did think this was on the the weaker side of like all the stories as a whole. Like you know, I thought this was fine. You know, it was a lot heartwarming. Obviously, the nice ending is that Batman actually took her all the way back home instead of just dropping her yeah, off. Connie, yeah. yeah. 
But I like all the the music going through. She's singing, and like she starts with Jingle Bells, Batman smells, which I like. Yeah, I can they make put it smell. in that world. Yeah, and she goes, "Oh, you don't know that one? Okay." And then she switches to another one, and each of the song kind of has a a theme to what they're passing, and it's again a quiet night in Gotham, and it's almost like the all the crime is kind of on hold because of the Christmas spirit. Yeah. Uh, and they're witnessing like acts of kindness between citizens, so I like that. I was I like that. I wouldn't I wouldn't put it on the weaker end of them, but uh, you know I thought I might just be biased because it's Deanie, and I like when he writes in Gotham. I mean, I, no, yeah. I, I liked it. I I just I don't yeah. think it was a. I don't know. I, I feel like I got more out of the first couple. Like if we're going just in order, like of the three so far, like I feel like I got a little bit more yeah. out of the first two. Than I feel one. like. This was this is the, out of the three. This would probably be my second. Yeah. Right. Well, let's move on to the fourth yeah. one because the fourth one is probably the first one that's not uplifting. But the ending because the because that's actually this, yeah. te- this teaches a new villain for next year. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yes, it uh, does. This is a uh, Steve Orlando uh, writing and Riley Rosmo on the art. It's called Stag, and Stag is this new villain that they're teasing for twenty seventeen. And mm-hmm. the story of this one, it starts off fairly heartwarming. Basically, this this rich guy puts on this this show for the kids every Christmas, and this uh, other what was the vil- the villain called the, the freeze guy who shows up, Mister Blizzard. Mister no, Blizzard. Minister Blizzard. Minister Blizzard. Minister Blizzard. Minister Blizzard shows up to try and. St- okay. This goofy villain, Batman saves the day, and you know it, once again the the guy's done a nice thing for the kids of Gotham. Uh, I, I love I how love there's the- just another ice themed villain. And there's uh, so many of them at this point in DC. Yeah. yeah, Killer Frost, Mister Freeze, Captain Cold. Yeah, is that someone called Icicle as well? At some point, I feel like yeah. it was. Yeah, Icicle. Yeah, it was a JSA villain. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but I, I like that the that the old guy I forget his name that he's been doing this you know for as long longer than Bruce has been alive. Yeah, because he's, he's really old. Yeah, he's been doing this since he yeah. was a young man. Yeah, and like he's so I don't know if it's because he's old or just kind of not taking the Gotham villain serious that Minister Blizzard's been sending him notes and emails that this was going to happen, but he kind of just blew it off. <laughs> I was like, man, you've lived in Gotham your entire life. Like, you don't take this type of stuff lightly. He should move you to know? Metropolis. That's where that hope pays off. Uh, in Gotham, yeah. maybe, you know. But, you know, Batman shows up, and I like that Bruce is like, my mother really looked up to him, to this guy, and He's one of the billionaires that's made that pledge to give away the majority of his money by the time he dies to enrich the future of, yeah. of Gotham and the world. And But just when you think it's going to be hopeful and uplifting, Orlando punches you right in the chest. Yeah, the guy gets murdered yeah. by this new villain. Yep. By Stag. That looks pretty cool. So, it looks proper creepy. Yeah. So, are are we thinking that this is the new order of Batman that will get like a King arc and then an Orlando arc, like they did with Monster Men? Or is this going to be in a, or if this is going to be in a different book? I think. Well, obviously, Orlando did Monster Men, but that was a crossover. So I wonder if this is set up for the next crossover, or perhaps a bad book we don't know about yet. Or I mean, it could just be. Orlando got the the dibs on writing the introduction. It could just be a king arc that's coming next year. It could also. Um, Orlando's doing uh, JLA, right? Yeah, so he's got yeah. three issues a month, so he's quite busy. Yeah, but 
Is is Batman but if he's has on a that team? You know, Batman yeah. is kind of there on that team. Yeah, he's like the the team putting them together sort of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So I won't, maybe maybe it plays into that. Who knows? Because it doesn't specifically say what bucket's coming. In. It just says I'm just saying, is coming I like in I like Orlando's Batman, so I don't care where it's gonna pop up if Orlando's writing it. You know, if he came up with a story idea, because for all we know, he plotted it, and King could still write it. You know. Yeah, that's true. Um, now maybe but, it's, maybe it says something to me that, that was my favorite one of the book because it was the only one that was yeah. depressing but it was my favorite one of the book you do live the the most north of any of us so well i think it's, the darkness. i think it's just because like it was a proper gut punch like he properly like like the first two were really uplifting i really liked them for that but this one probably twisted the knife it was like yeah but there's still darkness in gotham and it's you know it was a good tease so, like I'm, I'm excited about this this villain now what, what what's your favorite christmas movie pete silent night deadly night no come on don't be ridiculous black oh, okay. christmas Oh, Black Christmas, that's right. <laughs> Excuse me, silly me. Nah, it's probably Die Hard, if I'm honest, but I knew you wanted that joke, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you it. Yes. So, yeah, I, I threw you the layup, but but yeah, no, it was it was nice. So, I mean, I wasn't expecting the gut punch, because like we said, the first three were kind of like, oh, the joys of the holiday time. And this one's like, oh, you like that? Here, I'm going to kill the, the nice billionaire. So what's even worse about that? He doesn't even like slit his throat. It's it's across his forehead. Mm. Yeah, it's like that's really vicious. Because I don't know. It seems worse. Like at least across the throat, you think, oh, that's quick. You know, it's it's almost mercy killing. Almost in terms of if you're gonna kill someone like that, it's, it's quick. Yeah, but that it's, it's is quite sinister. Yeah, it almost feels like he's gonna scalp him and you know, go for more. Maybe he'll find a maze in the scalp. Ah, exactly. <laughs> That's the real game, right? Yeah. Although this this last part, uh, this last story in the book uh, looks nothing looks look nothing to me. No, no, okay. I'm not. I'm not even going to acknowledge. I'll that. I'll break the Westworld jokes. This is the one. This is the only one I didn't really like all that much. Yeah. Was the me last too. one. Uh, it's called the Insecurity Diversion, and it's uh, written by Scott Brian Wilson. It's got art by I'm going to butcher this name again, but uh, Belquis Evely. She was the one that did uh, Wonder Woman issue eight. That would look really good. So yeah. and is good. taking over after Scott. Yeah, as the year one done. So that said, I did really like the art. I just wish the story wasn't so haphazard. Yeah, the art's really good. Batman that, the snow that, looks great. There's that panel where there's all the fear gas and he's he's flowing out and it's all the purple and he's got the gas mask on. That yep. looks fantastic. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I think I think for me at the end of the story when he sort of tricks, uh, it's one of Scarecrow's old like uh, they're not henchmen, but. Like, no, I, but I feel they were running buddies because they're so yeah. equal. Although, I don't understand how Hot's, how Hot works because she gets your DNA and kills you with it. Yeah. So I'm just like, this is weird. Yeah, so obviously he catches her, uh, uh, her and the at the end. Yeah. And I don't know, just, just Batman's dialogue at the end of the issue felt oddly vindictive against him, which I know it's like, maybe sounds weird to say, but it, it did. It sounded like extra cruel. Yeah, yeah, because it was what is like crippling anxiety for like oh six eight hours tops. It's like really you're gonna punish them extra. Like well, they, yeah. they're going to Arkham anyway. Clearly. Also, when it looks like Hunt's killed Batman, he's laying in the snow with a smile. Like yeah, got him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was weirdly out of place. So yeah, it felt definitely like Snyder vs. Batman, to where he's like yeah. You know what I love for Christmas? Freezing people. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Yeah, it was the only. It was the, well, generally the only one I didn't like. And honestly, out of five stories, I like four. Three I really liked. Yeah. So I mean, that's a pretty good going. I think that is good answer Definitely. for an apology. I, t- I typically expect to maybe like half. Yeah. Yeah. Also, do you guys catch ventriloquist with the sock puppet? I did. That was a, that was a funny little thing. <laughs> that yeah. cracked me up, and I don't know why. But I'm just like, oh, at least it's not a murderous gangster. It's just Sako the sock puppet. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear, no. but yeah, that's that's yeah. the Batman annual. I, th- I thought it was a, a good first annual. It was nice and Christmas themed, and uh, I, I like most of it. So oh, yeah, it was mostly pretty solid. And the ones that seem more relevant to continuity as well, which is mainly the Stag story, because that's actually setting yeah. up a villain for later, uh, was really strong. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, hard to hard to complain much. So. Th- there you go, that's Batman Annual Issue 1, and that'll take us on to the Superman Annual Issue 1. Uh, Peter J. Tomasi and Patrick Goodison writing, and then uh, Jorge Jimenez on the art. So that unlike Batman, this was actually just one big story. Yeah. yeah. And it was also heavily in continuity, because they referenced a lot of Rebirth-related things in this. Yep. Um, in fact, it brought up a plot point from early on Superman Rebirth, uh, I remember us talking about this and not really knowing what the hell was happening. It was when Superman yeah. touched the ground and the grass like left this sort of like burned handprint kind of thing that glowed, and we weren't yeah. really sure what was going on. And this was about that, and it made sense that Swamp Thing is the one to show up and say, "Hey, you're damaging the green with your your interdimensional <laughs> yeah, solar nonsense." Just, just, just yeah, stop it. I loved, yeah. yeah, I loved how salty Swamp Thing was when he showed up. Yeah, uh, dear. No, it was. Oh. It was good. I, if I have any complaints about this issue, it's maybe like it, it's like twice as long as normal, but I don't really feel like there's twice as much story as I would have expected. There's definitely not. Yeah, it's just there's them not, talking for the most part. A lot the of it art... is a big art showcase, isn't it? Oh, the art's yeah. great. Yeah, the art's beautiful. That's not. Yeah, I love that. I think Jimenez did the, the fair issue too, right? Uh, I want to say. I want to say, I don't know, I can't remember. Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. In a while. But yeah, there's like an organic to, to their art that really works for like an organic quality that works for Swamp Thing. Yeah. Like there's that art when, when they're fighting. So of course Superman doesn't take this news very well and he decides to fight Swamp Thing and Swamp Thing does this really cool where he splits himself amongst the green yeah. and all of them attack at once and become a giant hand. And I thought that sequence looked really cool. Like you can almost see it morph from the individual Swamp Thing's to the single hand so and then he eats superman which is really weird like yeah it's a bit out there yeah it's it's swap thing like fighting to like make his point and superman's like i want to just have a conversation can we can we stop this and they they eventually in like swamp thing essentially oh by the way that that two-page spread of like swamp like all the different versions of swamp thing like rising up yeah and oh, the Superman's in the sky. It? Yeah, it's really it's, beautiful. Uh, a shout out to the colours on that as well, yeah. especially like, the, way, mm. the way the sun's hitting everything. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the, gorgeous. Because it's like sunset or dawn. Yeah, yeah. One yeah. Or two. yeah. yeah sunset. A lot of oranges and light purples. and Yeah. 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 It's nice. Really, really nice. Yeah, lots of good stuff. And uh, so, yeah, Swamp Thing basically just kind of fixes things a little bit so that yeah. he's not affecting the green too much. But it was... Yeah. I was not expecting the annual to actually tie into the rebirth thing like this, so it was actually it was kind of nice that it felt kind of important because well, typically annuals, because like... typically annuals yeah. do feel very standalone and almost skippable a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was good. Yeah, 
I like too that they kind of played up the uh, the vibrational differences and like mm. he's having an impact on this earth because the way that he draws in the sun and that's why they're having trouble uh, growing stuff in Hamilton County. And uh, so of course once that gets all fixed and he kind of gets in tune with, with everything. Yeah. Which is a great page by the way, when he sort of rips open yeah. the uh, like, not, not cocoon, he's not quite covered, but he sort of rips open oh. the veins that are on him to reveal the, well, the he's, yeah, he, he's like Swamp Superman, yeah. like complete with the spit curl and everything, which I thought was a cool touch. Again, the art here was yeah. really on point. Yeah, that was but, but yeah, and but in the, the dialogue and stuff, I thought Tomasi was kind of speaking to fans. At least that's how I took it, to where he's like, yes, it's it's the past, and the past is great, and you'll always have the past, but what's important is also the future. Yeah, you have to embrace your felt, new home, yeah. yeah. It, yeah. it was very meta because it was like obviously when Rebirth died and we didn't know exactly what was going on. A lot of people were hoping that this would just merge back into our old universe. Yeah, and this feels like saying, "Look, that's not happening. We're on this Earth to yeah. stay, but that's right. fine. You can still enjoy what we had. You know, there's no reason it's not gone. It's still there." Yeah, I mean that right. said though, I for me, I don't need them to merge back. I just want the characters to remember. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And I feel yeah. that's where we can have our cake and eat it too, to yeah. where we're not going to get it perfectly back, but it'll be close enough. Like, because I feel like we're already there. We've gotten Wally back, and Titans has proven to be kind of, you know, key to that. Um, and we're getting all these other characters back with, with like Stephanie, and you know, but we're getting new stories at the same time. Birds of Prey is driving forward, and Nightwing's back in Blue Haven. So well, next week, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, you'll be back in Blue Haven. Yeah, but yeah, and I, I like that sentiment because it's, I've, I've heard that when people talk about reboots and remakes too, to where they're like, you know, yeah, maybe Batman v Superman wasn't the best, but you still have the Nolan movies oh, and, uh oh, you know what's happening? Brainy action infecting the system. It's a constant fight. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but you still have the Nolan Batman movies and Donner Superman movies. Like no one's taking those away, and until they do, you know, enjoy those and try to enjoy the future. Although in the movies, it makes it a little difficult. Basically, if but, hey, but, enjoy what's going to come after all this. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Let's get there past this era of the movies and get to the next thing. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think the main point of the issue was kind of what Connor said about uh, the just you know the past is still there and we can love it, but mm-hmm. move forward. It's kind of was very meta. And uh, mainly though, it was just a beautiful book with yeah. Superman and Swamp thing, like having these debates and fighting and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, Tomas and Gleason are clear, clearly, slowly climbing up that ladder of, of great creative teams. Even when... Uh, I don't uh, think it's that slowly, to be honest. Well, no, but what I mean is like each issue is like another rung on the ladder, you know, yeah. and, and like the fair issue was, was great. And, you know... This is another notch there of their climbing. Even when Gleason doesn't do the art, you know, it's still proving story-wise he's bringing stuff to the table. And they're a great team, so I like that a lot. No, yeah, definitely. Uh, not very good, uh, very good annual. So, uh, mm-hmm. and that will take us on to the new talent showcase. Uh, no number or anything like that. Um, it's just an anthology of new creators uh, who. What was, what was it called? The thing they came out of the. Workshop. It was the, 
workshop. Yeah, the, the DC talent development department. Yeah. yeah. But so, I remember us talking about this a while ago now, like that this was coming and that they were uh, – maybe it wasn't on the podcast. Maybe it was in the – Yeah, did neither of you read the intro page at the start? Yeah, of the no, book? I did. No, I, I remember, didn't. Oh, I did. I remember talking about this as it was going on, but I don't remember where. I know I talked about it with you guys. Well, so... a bit before this, because it, it says that they launched this just over a year ago. So Yeah. So, or maybe it was when they put this out in the solicits that it was coming out. But anyways, um, it's it's the culmination of those people that submitted stories and went to the workshops of artists and writers and even editors, I think they said. Like, overall, it was edited by some DC people. But some of these new people also had a hand in it. So I thought that's it's really cool that they're building a foundation. Yeah, it's also worth knowing it says this year's showcase, which implies mm-hmm. that, you know, we'll get this is a, a yearly thing. Yeah, 2017 right. I'll have one as well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So we've got a bunch of stories in here. We'll work through them in order and uh, see what we think each of them. Yeah. Um, it's funny because overall, I will say I actually kind of enjoyed this more than I thought I would. I thought there was okay. some pretty good stories throughout this. But even the ones, awesome. but even the ones I like though, I have yeah. one complaint that kind of persists through all of them. Yeah. And I, I want to bring this up before we talk, talk about them. Is I feel like almost all of these aren't actually self-contained. It almost feels like a, a TV pilot season where they're all pitching yep. their ideas and nothing has a conclusion. They're, they're all like, which if these are based off of pitches, though, I understand that mm. because that's what you kind of want in a pilot to where it sets up. This is the story. That we're gonna tell, and this is where it's gonna go. Uh, although that's kind of unsatisfying if we're never gonna get answers yeah. to some of it these ma- things. It makes it a very weird read, as you know, from yes. our end, you know, reading these it, as an anthology. It does, but I wonder if that's maybe kind of very directly the idea where DC are looking at what the reception to each of these stories are and are essentially gonna green light the ones that go yeah. well. I mean, Amazon does that, right, with their pilot season. They do, and it's annoying. I don't like they do it either. Exactly. We complained about that just this week, I think. We we, we did complain about this. We was like, no, no, you're meant to make these hard choices, and then we get the end product. Uh, This feels like we're doing part of your work for you. Although although maybe that's why these got selected, is that they are going to go forward with minis. These could be the next Mm, miniseries we get, you know? Yeah, that's, that's possibly. And for the most part, I'm cool with that. At least in yeah. the sense that I would like to read more of a lot of these. Yeah, definitely. So, so yeah, and a disclaimer: I didn't get to finish uh, the last couple stories, so I'm I, eager to hear what you guys thought of those ones. Which, so, funnily enough, includes a very good Superman story. Is, and again, I <laughs> well, never know to, if you guys are messing that, with me. To uh, counter that, know? it does include a Harley Quinn story. So, yeah, yeah, so, so, yeah. Yeah. Which, but, it's funny actually I almost didn't have time to read the last one and after I read it I was like you know I probably could have just not read that <laughs> and I would have been fine I was talking probably. about all the interesting ones anyway let's uh, get cracking onto the actual story so the first one's a Constantine story uh, it's called The Road to Hell and all that uh, written by Adam Smith and art by oh, oh dear uh, Saya Om 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 O U M O U M. Same same kind of sound, right? Same phonetics. Yeah. Uh, apologies. Um. Apologies to anyone whose names I butcher. I say this every week because I always butcher names. But uh, there we go. So this is a story about Constantine 
because Zatanna basically Zatanna's his girlfriend in this this story, which yeah, you know, and it's the day of her dad's funeral, so he actually goes to hell to try and find him, so yeah. that he can bring him back. And thinking Z- that's gonna help Zatanna yeah. get over her dad's death. <laughs> yeah, because I even, don't know much about Constantine, but this is the yeah. most Constantine thing I've ever heard of. But even, I think it's just so literal, isn't it? Because yeah. she tells yeah. him to go to hell, and he's yeah. like. That gives me an idea. idea. Yeah. Yeah. But she even brings up, though, she's not spoke to him in 10 years because they had a really crappy relationship. So she's very conflicted in her feelings. So him coming back still isn't necessarily... The best thing? Yeah, like, it's not necessarily what she wants. It's just, yeah. Uh, But then... Again, it's Constantine going, I'll show her what I can do. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And he does find her dad, and his dad's basically like, no, like, I don't want to do that leave her be but he also casually mentions that she's also damned to hell because of what he's yep. done so Co- Constantine now comes back and he knows that and that's kind of the, the moment we end on is he has to deal with the yeah. fact that he knows the woman he loves is damned to hell um, and that's what I like the emotional arc on this one is is I don't ever think of Constantine as an emotional guy right mm. he's kind of live and let live but to see that he's doing this at least in the story for Zatanna I really liked. I liked. Uh, I definitely liked this more than the the rebirth issue of the the main book. You know, a few Me months too. ago. Um, yeah, that's fair. There, there was more in this where I actually got what the story was and what it was about beyond just Constantine making his wisecracks and yep. generally stumbling about. Um, and I liked that. Plus, I liked Zathanna. So having another character that who helps, doesn't it? Yeah. I enjoy. And it. I like. So time. you're you're the resident uh, Constantine kind of guy, Connor. How often do they? pair Zatanna and Constantine because I remember Lemire did it in Justice League Dark early on yeah I feel like it's a recent-ish thing but I feel like it's happened quite a lot like they've maybe they just overdid it and they did it like threw them together permanently for so long so it was maybe like two three years where they were together all the time so it kind of just feels like it is that way now gotcha Hmm. Uh, I definitely uh, enjoyed that enjoyed the art and even the coloring. I was I was uh, just go- I was just going to say actually since these are all new teams that we d- we're not going to be familiar with any of these people because they're all yeah. new at the point. Um, I was going to except for Lupacino in the in a story coming up. Yeah, but, but I was going to say at the end of each one we should talk about the writing and the art. Just you know, like as a writer, as an artist, what did we think? Um, I mean, just yeah. I think it's worth knowing that while it says it's a new talent showcase, they're not new to comics in general. It's yeah, new yeah, to yeah. The big two stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean. Okay, maybe it was a too much of a broad statement to say we went, but we were not likely to know who many of them are. They're, they're yeah. generally going to be fresh to us. So. Yeah. Um, no, I liked the art as well. I thought it had a, a nice distinct tone. I loved the, uh, go, I guess going with what Constantine actually wears, but there was a lot of browns and earth tones in the, the colouring, yep. which I thought worked really well. Um, even just as something as simple as the tanner getting out the cab at the end in the street. I just, I like how the street looks. It has like a, a feel of a real, well, not, not a real city, but like a, a specific city. It doesn't feel like just a, oh, I just have a generic city in the background. It feels like there's yeah. like a, a, a distinct style like, there. Yeah. Like a photo reference of somewhere they've been that yeah. the artist you know, knows. Uh, but yeah, and even even the demons there kind of all have their own personality. And they're not really characters. They're in the background. But you can kind of get a vibe from each of them. Yeah, like you got I the really ones liked. playing poker. You got like yeah. oh, uh, you got the, the guys just drinking at the bar. You kind of get a sense that even though this is hell... They're not all there for the same reason. Yeah, it's well, the same it's as like a, a bar. And I know, yeah. I know, I bring up weed and things a lot, but it's kind of like the bar and angel. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. where you go in and you see all these different types of demons yeah. and why are they there? It doesn't matter. Like they're there for different reasons, but here it's yeah. like you know. Well, they don't feel like a like a a copy where it's like we're just gonna draw the same type of thing and throw them in there. I brought like a human approach to them, like you guys are saying. Each of them have their own story going on, but I also liked uh, the little side jaunts. Not not even jaunts, but like. Constantine's story about the gate of hell in Kansas and how there's someone that's half witch, half Satan, because Satan impregnated a witch there. But no one ever talks and, about it. <laughs> no one ever yeah, knows. but no one ever talks about it. And, you know, he's actually a good guy. None of these grown up, you know. Like, I like that little stuff more so than any of the Constantine that I've read beforehand. So if this did become a series or a mini, I would definitely check it out. So, yeah. All right, and next up, we have a Wonder Woman story called Blood and Glory, uh, written by Yuita Alea. Allah? <laughs> oh, God. Alaya? Uh, Alaya. Alaya sounds right. Alaya sounds right. Or is that, a v- is that a V at the start, actually? Is that a Vita? I'm not sure. I'm looking at it as well. I can't tell. I feel like it might be a V because that makes more sense. But then look, at the, name, look, look but... at the top of the A's, though. They're, they've got the same sort of thing, and they're not. You know what I mean? Hey, making me bust out my iPad. The font, yeah. the font makes it unclear. To be honest, I'm, I'm, yeah, I can't actually tell. I'm kind of leaning towards a U, just because I feel like a V must have more of a point to it. But I can't oh, great. tell. The table of contents does no. First no, names. no, I, yeah. I, I went I back and checked that as <laughs> well. Yeah, you have to go to the the first page of the story, um, and the art is by Carrie or Carrie. Uh, Randolph. Yeah, Randolph's an easy name. Thanks. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Can I see if I can Google them? It's Vita. Vita, right. Okay, there you, there you go. go. Cool. Pick a better font for your uh, credits there, DC. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's definitely Vita. Google, Google backs me up. Right, cool. Awesome. <laughs> so this is a Wonder Woman story. Uh, Wonder Woman's fighting some big monsters in the middle of New York, and the Flash shows up uninvited and tries to help and ask her what's going on and Wonder Woman's all, well, blood and glory and, you know, she's basically in war mode. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. And there's a little reveal at the end as to who's behind. There's like a witch behind the whole thing, like corrupting someone from Themyscira. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty straightforward. That's, that's one more so than the Constantine one. The Constantine one did kind of feel like it had an ending, more so than a, yeah. a lot of them. And this was the first one where I got to end and I'm like, wait, so it begins. That that's that's what yeah. it's ending on. Is so it begins. <laughs> yeah, well, and good. it's completely antithetical to what we're reading currently in Wonder Woman. Yeah, because there's some of these that actually do feel like they could be in continuity, but some of yeah. them are absolutely not. And yeah. I just feel it's it's a different characterization of Wonder Woman than I've ever read. Like even when she was the goddess of war, she didn't seem so aggro. So that threw me. Like yeah, she's like embraced she, it quite a lot. Yeah, like she's like Leonidas in three hundred. Like she is ready to mow down some fools. Yeah. Here. Even like she gets irritated that Flash is trying to help her. And I was just like, this is a weird Wonder Woman. Not yeah. wrong, but just definitely different than Yeah, not current what I've ever read. I definitely didn't enjoy this one super much. It, it kinda like it has some fun moments, especially when Flash is trying to like intervene and help. I uh, I thought the voice of the Flash was really well done. Yeah. I thought which, by the it way, felt... like halfway uh-huh. through, she just casually called him Wally. I'm like, oh, right, okay. I was like, okay, this is really... Yeah. At first I thought maybe this was meant to be just like 
an adventure that happened while she was war. Yeah. Yeah, and then we just, just one of those like lost mission things that we, you know you never see. Yeah, yeah, set in the past. Yeah. Yeah, but then it's like, oh, okay, this is just something else entirely. Yeah. Well, and I, even before we got to the Wally reveal, it felt like the Justice League uh, TV series Wally. Yeah. Yeah, which Where to be it was, fair, it was a mom's voice. We we should have known it was Wally because the because of the belt. We we should have yeah, but lost it. I just I think it, yeah. we're just now at this point we're too trained to just assume it's Barry again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. So, but I can say that the voice of the Flash was really well done, and I did appreciate that. The rest of the story, not so much. Yeah, the story was not kind my, of just not nothing. my kind of thing. Uh, that I will said, say, I love the art. I'm fifty-fifty yeah, on the art, like. I feel like it looks good. Like I like the style of the art, but there's some things where like the uh, like the size of body parts is really off. Like there's a see the page where she's jumping down to the flash, and it's kind of like a perspective thing where her, her legs are really big but her arms are really small because they're higher up. Mm-hmm. I think she looks really weird there. Like the perceptive perception yeah. of her, like the way her body's shaped in different places, looks really weird. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that one. It looks like her arms are really thin. It does mm-hmm. and short. <laughs> But her head's still normal. I'll give you that one. That yeah. one does look off. Yeah. I think overall the actual kinetic flow, especially the action sequences. Oh yeah, no, I, no, I agree. Yeah, it was an easy read for sure. There was like, a lot of things I liked about it, but like uh, there was problems in the art that were keeping up like that here and there. Yeah, yeah, I'll agree with that. Okay, right, okay. Well, yeah. that's that's that. That's the second story. Uh, that takes us on to Dead Beacons, which is a White Lantern story. Uh, written by Michael Morecci, I'm going to say, and Barnaby Bagenda or Bagenda. At least it's a solid font this time. This is just. Oh, yeah, that's true. Fucking it up. <laughs> well, what, 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 it's me. Do you know how to pronounce that? No, no, I'm just, I'm just uh, pushing the blame onto you. That's fine. Um, I kind of like this one, even you though you can't even read good. <laughs> So I actually kind of like this one. I like that this is a, not a Green Lantern story per se, but a White Lantern story, right? But it starts really focused about these characters just finding a derelict space station. Like, I like the setup for it. I actually kind of oh, appreciate geez. that. The sci-fi guy loves the sci-fi story. Shocker. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. But, like, off it, my problem with a lot of Green Lantern space stories recently is that they're, they're too heady and there's too much going on, whereas this keeps it nice and simple. Two characters yeah. find a space station. They were investigating it. You know? It felt very alien. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, they show up and they're like, wait, like, this ship's too new to be this messed up. Like, something's weird. And then, of course, bad guy shows up, yeah. you know, and there Full is uneven. more yeah. more to it. And my only complaint about this first half is that the narration from, I assume, the villain is very, very similar to the Phantom Lantern stuff that we've been having in Green Lanterns. But I, ass- I assume that this was written independently of that, and like it's just it's kind of a coincidence. coincidence. Yeah, yeah, That's it was like it was a like. parallel thought. Yeah, is that yeah, and then it, it happens. Cu- it cuts to Kyle as the White Lantern and Carol Ferris. Which, by the way, have they been a couple at any point? Is this like a new thing? Not to my knowledge. I thought it was really me, weird. Me yeah. either, and I did not like that. No, me neither. That's just the that's just the stodgy D- DC fan in me. That's like, no, it's, it's Alan Carroll. Kyle, that, Kyle can date whoever he wants as long yeah. as she doesn't end up in a fridge. But that, yeah, that, this is like uh, when you play Batman Arkham Knight and they've got like Barbara and Tim in a relationship, and it's like, whoa, no, what, what's going That's on here? That's just yeah. wrong. Yeah, exactly. It's like no, 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 thank you, just, sir. I and I even felt the reason for them being a couple just felt hollow. Like they wanted that hook, 
there that Kyle thinks that she might be pregnant. Yeah, which is funny. I actually kind of like the dialogue in all this. See, if this was yeah. someone other than Carol, I'd actually really have enjoyed this scene. You know, I, I like yeah. the the banter and I like the sort of the the ending and where he thinks he may get in trouble because if he acts like he's worried about it, you know, like there was a lot of good stuff yeah. here. I, I think but it's well written. They could have made that Sornik easily because yeah. Kyle and Sornik had a thing. I just don't understand why it's Carol. Yeah, like what happened? Just there? for recognition to more casual people, like maybe non Green Lantern readers, they'll they'll probably recognise Carol, but. Yeah. That's the thing, when I, when I heard there was a Kale story, I said, oh, that must be a fan of Kale, and that's why they want to do this. But then yeah. I get to Carol as his girlfriend, and I'm like, okay, that sounds like someone who doesn't... I mean, or it would have been cool if it was Jade. Then it's again, Jade forever. Yeah. to be fair, none of us actually read like like the later Green Lantern stuff from the New 52. Who knows, maybe they no. did have a thing at the end of that. And if they did... They shouldn't God, have. It's still wrong. It's still wrong, but... If they did, I'm just blaming Venditti for one more thing. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I'm ready for Cal. She moved on quick after Hal. Like, Hal disappears, and she's like, hey, White Lantern, what's up? That's it. I am super ready to uh, have a Kale Lantern, White Lantern uh, stuff. Did I say Kale Lantern? Yes, you did. Kale Rayner. I'm pretty sure he just reappeared at the end of last week. Or whenever it was, uh, Green Lantern Core. All right, okay, interesting. So he's, he's he's coming back. We're gonna get some stuff. Um, what did we think of the art in this one? Uh, it was alright. I wasn't a fan of the colors, to be honest. I thought they were yeah. a bit off. They're a bit muted for a Green Lantern book. Yeah, it feels like, like there's not enough vibrancy. I liked it a lot in the first half when it was on yeah, the, I liked you know, the, first the, half. the derelict ship. I don't know. I would almost argue that I am ready for a muted coloured Green Lantern book. I'm kind of sick how they all look but the I, same. But I feel when they make constructs or do stuff with the ring, then make that vibrant. Okay, okay, I can maybe... You know, to make it stand out against or even just make the characters, the Lantern characters vibrant and let everybody else yeah, be. Yeah, I feel like the problem is, like, obviously everything else can have this muted tone, but these Lanterns, they're, they're supposed to almost glow and, like, especially yeah. Kyle, where he's this white beacon. He's life, yeah. Yeah, and there's just kind of, yeah, sure, there's a glowing outline around him, but I don't really feel it. I'm going to disagree with this because I'm actually ready for a completely different style of looking Lanterns, so I'm actually kind of cool with that. My well, pro- you can still, yeah, you can still do it, but I get, like, and I get what you're saying, that you want it to be different because we've had the you know the rainbow core it's, style it's, you know it's looked the same forever. for a long time in terms I think of i just i just like the lanterns to stand out a bit yeah. more from the background when it's like this uh, that wasn't my, that wasn't my issue with art though my issue with art was some of the, the faces were a bit wonky well and some of the proportions too because i'm yeah. right now looking at a page with carol where she's lancing one of the the bug creatures with an umbrella is she well yeah or a lance like whatever it looks like an umbrella <laughs> it does yeah. look like an umbrella but she's got legs like a gazelle, like no joke, like they are. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's fair. Um, but yeah, the, I get the faces. Kyle's mask too is. I wish they would get rid of the crab mask because it's so hard for uh, just there's, an there's artist to make very look few good. artists that can pull it off, yeah. isn't there? I like the first that's half cool. and I like the dialogue uh, from Kyle. I just don't get why it's Carol. Yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah. Yep, me too. Alright, so the next one is Hot Girl Weapons of War, written by Erica Schultz and art by Sonny Lou. I'm going to let the cat out because this cat has been a complete there you go. Oh, Bloody hell. Again, so, so, these cats. Yeah, this Matt, is why you don't have cats. They're a nuisance. Matt, conti- continue with <laughs> the synopsis. You. Thank you. I got you. So, this goes in the grand scheme of Hawk person stories that makes me go, that could be cool. 
and then it's kind of executed weird. Like, I like the point of the story that she's a special weapons detective in Chicago, and that we're jumping in time about stuff that's going to happen and how it's where it stems from. I just feel like the art really sidetracked it for me. Like the art's uh, definitely a bit off. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think the art's bad. I just don't think it suits this story. That's that's what I mean. I mm. could see this in almost any other kind of book, but in a heavy action and spacey cosmic stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It feels weird. Like this feels like. I would like this in like a Black Canary book, you know, where yeah. it's more down to earth and because like the the stuff when she's a detective with her partner, I thought worked really well. It had a cartoony feel to it, you know. Yeah. But then when you get to the big space monsters and the the weapons, it just it feels weird. I don't know. That's the only it, word word I can come up with it. It feels very European, very almost French. A lot of the, okay. the cartoony style, almost Tintin, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't like the art so much either. Um, I did kind of like the colors though. I liked the, uh, you know, the, the like when you say when she's out as a detective and it's got this more sort of uh, earthy, white, snowy feel to it. Even though I don't think there's actually yeah. any snow, but it feels like there's snow almost. I think the point is just it, it feels and looks drab in comparison to yeah. its cosmic. Because that, that's world. her life as a detective compared to a superhero, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, so I think that works. I like the idea of the story. I like the idea of her being a detective yep. and having this secret mission to like find all these nth metal weapons and yep. all that. But again, it teases this, this big event that's coming that we don't ever see because it just ends. <laughs> so again, it's a pilot for a potential mini or spin-off or whatever. Uh, I, li- I, liked, uh, I liked her dialogue, though. I thought she had... Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think. Or, yeah, I, I don't know if you if you were out of range when I said it. it was it's the grand tradition of the hawk people hmm. to where the story idea is so cool, but somewhere in the execution, it gets fumbled. So there's a lot to like here. I thought. Yeah, I'd be down for more of this. I, honestly, I I think the most positive thing I can say about this anthology is that almost most of these I would actually be interested in more of. Not all of them, mm-hmm. but most of them. Yeah. yeah. So especially this one, I like the idea of. Hawk girl, like, have, we never really see her, is it, with a human life doing a job? No. It's very She's rare. She's always Shaira. Yeah. yeah. And also, and, they changed her name, too. Did you guys notice that? Uh, uh, was it a new name? Her, so her name is still Shaira, but they gave her a, a last name of Thal. Right, okay. Thal, right, okay. however you want to pronounce it. Which, because she's always Shaira Hole, because the whole Hawkman marriage. Uh, Carter, Carter yeah, Hall. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so... I thought that was that was cool. That was a nice little. Uh, this is hot girl and never married. That's what this is. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, it's cool. That's something She's that was out of nice Saint Roach. A, carrying a story without Hawkman at all. Yeah. Yep. Which I think we should. I mean, they tried to push hers. You know, when they were adding new members to the Justice League on the cartoon, you know, they threw her in to add another uh, female character. Yeah, but I feel like yeah. since then, though, like that's still they the main thing. That's, that's the main thing you think of when you think of Hot Girl. You yeah. think of the, the animated show. Yeah, it's him. Like yeah. obviously, they tried in in Legends and failed. <laughs> yeah, they failed miserably. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's because when you add Vandal Savage to that story, it just mucks it up even more. And you cast yeah, one of the help. worst possible actors to play him. Yeah. Uh, and then you have her telling us how she used to be a barista every fucking week. Hey, and you also. She likes coffee. 
Yeah, you also have her every single week talking about how that she can't be with Ray because she's secret. You know, she's always destined to fall in love with Hawkman. But yeah, you know what? Now we'll give it a try. One week later, no, 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 I can't be with you, Ray, because I still might be in love with Hawkman. Please tell me he's been like, yeah, but he ain't here no more. I am. <laughs> Please, like, because no, uh, Ray's too good natured nice. to do that. He's, he's too just mopey. like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever you want, we'll, we'll do it your way. Yeah. God damn it. They had the same conversation for like eight episodes in a row every single week. Even when oh, there was a see? there was a time jump of two years, where in this two years they were meant to be living together as a married couple in the sixties. So the one and when this happened, I said oh, to Connor on the review, geez. I said, Connor, the one upside to this is that they can't do this stupid should we be a couple anymore because they've been a married couple for two years. Nope, next week, same conversation. Like no time had passed whatsoever. <laughs> and you wonder Z B that's why I stopped watching though. it. I love the idea that during that two years, every, every three days, they have this <laughs> conversation. Uh, to, uh, to Legends' credit, season two has been a lot of fun. Yeah, because they got yeah. rid of the Hawks. They got rid of the Hawks. That was a, that was a big <laughs> yeah. deal. I mean, GSA. Anyway, next story in uh, this anthology. Yes. Here, we had uh, a dead man story called Killing Time. Uh, I, see what, I see what they did there. Uh, very good. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's just, you know, it's dead man, Boston Brand, doing his thing, talking about what his life is like and, like, how all the trouble he could cause if he wanted to, and how he's des- he's his job is to keep trying to like interfere and you know help out the good and you know restore he's, balance. He's got I think. balance, yeah, yeah, balance the karmic scales, which might be my favorite phrase to come out of this showcase. Yeah, you know, and he goes mm. to this like ghost bar thing towards the end, and he ends Charlie's. up. Yeah, he runs into Rama, who's like the one he's sort of working for. And we did get a little twist ending where the person he thought he saved wasn't really saved because there was actually this no. villain with a ridiculous necklace of bullets. Like, it's huge. Like, each bullet's like a size of a... Like, head. A head. Yeah. Do you know it almost looks like? It almost looks like he's got a big necklace of dildos. Let's be honest. That's what it kind of looks like. It does. Maybe they are. <laughs> big, bullet, big bullet dildos. Uh, it's the most life out thing I, I've seen in a good long while. Uh, dear. It really is. That said, <laughs> that said, I actually quite enjoyed this, mainly because it was a good voice for Boston Brand, and if this is the, the tease for a possible Dead Man ongoing, yeah, sure. Do you know what? I thought it was pretty solid. I think I'd have enjoyed it more if I hadn't just been blown away by a great Dead Man. Yeah, yeah. Dead Man. The, uh, the Haunted Mansion. Forbidden Mansion of... No. For, for, uh, yeah. The Mansion of Forbidden Love. Dark Mansion That's of Forbidden Love. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if we hadn't just had that, which had like completely blown me away, then I feel like I'd have enjoyed this a lot more. But it was solid. Yeah, it was solid. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, but still, it's different aspects of the character. Yeah, yeah. I like this existential, what am I doing? What did I get myself into? I was just a carnival guy. Like, why am I helping save the universe? Like, I like that. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, so... <laughs> but yeah, when he... I like when he jumps into the car and stops the people and then he explains how people go on pause when he jumps into them and then he's like yeah but it's good because they all get a story out of it you know that's how i'm helping them like yeah. that's how his, his he's got to justify uh, it to himself somehow yeah his justification yeah. So. you know i actually i enjoyed the art well enough in this one with one exception which is fairly prominent given that it's his face but uh dead man's face always looked really Creepy. It looked like he's sucking in his cheeks the entire time. He's very gaunt, like a yeah. dead body. Yeah, and I get that. Yeah, I get that if that's what they're going for. That like he's but like he's a ghost. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. He's a ghost. But if that's what they're going for, I get why they're trying to do that. 
but it, it legitimately looks like instead of actually having in the sucked in cheeks that he's it just looks like he's going like this do you know yeah. what my bigger problem with it is actually i don't even mind if they'd chosen that as the you know the stylistic choice yeah. but all the other ghosts have normal faces <laughs> yeah that's that's very true that's what annoys me more about it. Joe, 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 always looks like actually just to uh, make a wrestling reference for Matt. It looks like Sting makeup almost on his face. It does, it does. Where he takes out the yeah. the, you know, inspired by the crow, he puts the lines on. Yeah, yeah. It looks, it which looks I always thought that that was supposed to be a mask. Like maybe that just came from Brightest Day when he was human, mm. and he was still wearing the dead man mask. But I always felt that wasn't his actual face. You know, it's just. He's a ghost superhero, so of course he wears a ghost costume. Yeah. Dead Man's a weird one, guys. Like, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that. <laughs> yeah, so he's pretty cool, though. But he's fun. But he's fun, and he's his, cool. you know, he hung out with Dick Grayson's parents, so that's always good. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's uh, got a tie. Let's go on to the next one then, which is a Wonder Girl story, uh, specifically uh, Cassandra. New Fifty Two Wonder Girl. Yeah, yeah. like. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, I wasn't this expecting this. This one almost feels in continuity. Al- that? Almost, but is she even around now? Not that I know of. No. She was in the, ti- Titans. One of the Titans Teen books. Titans. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we've seen her since. But but she got labdelled in what, you mean completely fi- messed up. But you mean New 52 Maybe. Teen Titans? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's... I'm like, yeah, she wasn't in Teen Titans. We talked about it. No, but she, I oh. think she was in it right until like, the end. Right, okay. Until the end. And, yeah... The better they end. Completely convoluted her her origin, and here they're playing with it. But I liked it a lot more here. Yeah. Um, but the silent armor and like, you know, the archaeological stuff. If there was just a series of her going around recovering artifacts, like Indiana Jones, I'd be totally down for that. Team yeah. up with Barbara and Minerva from time to time. <laughs> you, you just know? want anything that reminds you of Indiana Jones. Let's be yeah, honest. That's basically well, all it wants. Oh, I would say like sci-fi. I like pulp. Like, I would without, say so this is slightly less indie though, and slightly more like the Mummy. That's what it kind of yeah. feels like. Yeah, I, which I also love. You know, of course you like, do. Yeah, of course yeah. it does. Yeah. Again, I love pulp, and here I like that they kind of streamlined her origin, where you know, it's, yeah, she, she's doing these tragedy there. Yeah, she's doing these dig sites with her mother, but uh, the backstory is her ex-boyfriend named Diesel, <laughs> Big Daddy, kill himself. <laughs> Um, not Vin, just Diesel. <laughs> just Diesel, yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, he, he gave himself that nickname. Nobody calls him that, but her. Like, <laughs> uh, anyways. Yeah, but he he thinks she left him for dead because she like abandoned him and she thought she thought he was dead, but now he's sort yeah. of back for vengeance and he's causing all this havoc. But her and her mother, who's like sort of heading up the excavations, is uh being framed. They're, they're the lead suspects. Yeah. 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 Have we said who who this is by? Uh, oh, we had them. Sorry, that's my bad. Oops, that's me skipping ahead. Good on you, Connor. I need, go, I need to go back to the first page. Come on, come gotcha. on, It's written by Hina <laughs> Khan, pencils by Emmanuel Lupacino, Thank you. inks by Ray McCarthy. So, and it looks great. Again, Lupacino, we've seen art from in Rebirth. Yeah. So, that was a little weird seeing them pop up. But that said, it looks gorgeous. Do you know what it almost like makes I'll... me think? It makes me think that he did this a while ago when he was still quite fresh. But they, they've quickly given him some other small things to do because it's, it's not like he's been doing any ongoings. He's done like one issue here, yeah. one issue there, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So it makes me think that he was just maybe the first one who graduated to doing regular books. And if that's the case, please keep it coming. And quite it rightly, also makes yeah. me wonder where are the rest of them going to pop up next? Mm-hmm. Phase two, baby. Phase two. Yep. 
see that feels ambitious i feel like it'll again like lupacino it'll be these odd filling issues here and there. okay sure sure but then again, all these double shipping books need lots of artists to keep up the schedule. So that's a point. And, and when we get to the end, obviously, I'll just question: What artists do we think would fit nicely on what current ongoing book as a fill-in? Like what? What? Like, like take any of these, like the Dead Man story. Well, yeah. Well, Lupacino is working on Superwoman, so that's where I'd put him. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, so I could, I could, they've already found that spot. Yeah, I could even maybe see him doing Teen Titans. Teen Titans. I'm just looking. Look this, this, yeah, just looking at it. I can see. Oh that. my god, this this cast meeting Damien would be pretty fun because hmm. she's she's not a teen like she's a full on like adult almost, and just having no time for his BS would be great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's move on to the next one, which is a Catwoman story. Oh, with a little bit of Wonder Woman sprinkled in there as well, and it's called the Amazonian Job, uh, written by Emma Beebe. No relations to a male fuzz group member, Richard BB. I hope, uh, otherwise, uh, poor her. If if so, I suddenly hate this book. This, <laughs> this yeah, it's a BB. Oh, I was not expecting that. And then art by Minkayu Zhang. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Minkyu. Yeah, when Minkyu? Yeah, Minkyu. Yeah, it's a fun, fun, fun name to say. I have to say. Yeah, as much as Doug Jung, but close. True. Uh, so basically, Wonder Woman comes and gets Catwoman and offers her a job uh, to steal something. And that's kind of the plot. There you go. <laughs> what more do you want? Um, and, it's about Catwoman, and it's about Catwoman except, you know, while she accepts a job. And we had that really, there's a really fun moment where she's basically, yeah, I'm not doing it unless you can give me, and she lists like three of the most impossible things in the world. And yeah. Wonder Woman just goes, yeah, sure. It's like, what? no, 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 this is me storming off. You can't actually offer me those things. I know gods. I can give you those things. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, that was that was basically it. Uh, it. It's a very intriguing premise. Like, I actually would be interested in seeing more of this because I just want, like, what is she stealing for? Like, you know, how hard is it going do, to be? Do you know what made me most interested in the story, Gerald? The, the ship or submarine, whatever it is. Yeah, uh, the, yeah the submarine. USS it- Mount Olympus. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, because uh, uh, Zeus even brings that up, and he's like, "Oh, you think you're the gods now?" You know, because there's a little bit of backstory about how uh, the, the gods' powers kind of been like dissipated and forgotten over time yeah. and all that. Uh, so that that, that, was, that was what another reason why some of these felt like like pitches because this even has a cutaway to the villain setup, but then has nothing to do with the rest of what we see. Yeah, you know, it's like clearly supposed to continue in some way. Yeah, yeah. I'd be I'd be down for this though. No, I really like this a lot. Um, yeah, yeah I, I feel like I just want to know more of this one, like more, maybe more than any of the others. It's like I really want the next part of this story. Find out what actually happens. Yeah, and again, I thought the art in this one was pretty solid. Yeah, definitely. Uh, obviously, when you have Selena attack Wonder Woman at the start, it looks pretty good. Yeah, um, super intriguing story. I, I like the backstory with the gods. I liked all this kind of stuff. Um, this is another one where I'm not really sure if it fits into continuity. Like, does this feel like current Wonder Woman? I don't know if it does. Yeah, uh, I don't know. The whole it thing about her broke. never... Well, yeah, because they're the lies, right? Yeah, so suppose, every yeah. time she's been back to Themyscira, it's not really been Themyscira. So you you could sure, fit sure. it in there if you yeah. wanted to. Yeah. Although I just... I like the clean slate that Rucka's been working with. So I'm just going to use that as the jumping off point. So, And if other people want to come in and fill in, then cool. 
But yeah. Okay. Dang, it makes me wish I read this one. This is this is the point where I got where I couldn't finish before we started to record. Yeah, so. this was one that was just a really fun idea, more than anything else. Yeah. Uh, and the dialogue seemed right. The, the way like Selena was being forgive the pun, uh, Kai, and yeah. the way Wonder Woman was being Wonder Woman, this, and they're, they're, they're banter off, because they're both like two of the, the biggest and strongest women in DC, but in very different ways. So seeing that, yes. that mic. Uh, so them bouncing off each other was uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, and then Matt's hitting his mic. Come on, guys, let's, let's stop the percussion <laughs> section of the podcast. Nope. <laughs> I, uh, dropped my, I dropped my iPad, so my bad. Just As soon as you said I just wanted to hit it, and I was like, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. All right, a bit of an awkward cut there, possibly. Um, food arrived and <laughs> caused destruction. I was going to blame Rip Hunter, but cool. Nah. Well, it was food that I didn't even know was coming. So, you know, I'm not taking the full blame for it, but... Also yeah, but it was your the food. best food. Yeah, it was, it was good. Yeah, surprise food is, is quite good, I have it's to admit. Yeah, it's I've, nearly as good as free food. Yeah, I, I made uh, these two Almost guys as just... as good as donuts. Yeah, I made these two sit and watch me for a couple of minutes until I was finished so we could <laughs> continue... So guess what? Now I'm hungry, so we're going to speed through the rest of these. Sorry, I've got I Pringles into... to get to once we get this. Oh, I've got Pringles. I've got Pringles sitting right there. i got Pringles in my... Y'all want to eat them together? i got some in my pantry. <laughs> we can have a Pringle... Yeah. A Pringle uh, Wait, hang party. on, hang on. The real important question here is, what flavour of Pringles has everyone got? I have uh, barbecue, which is currently my favourite. Um, oh, I have the barbecue as well. Maybe I actually wanted the, the sour cream, but they, they were out. I like sour cream. Shop. Sour cream's nice. I got I got sour cream and original. I only eat the original though. Occasionally, I may even dabble with a bit of prawn cocktail, which is quite nice. I Ooh. had uh, I had the the flame grilled steak ones last week. Are they all right? Eh? They're solid. Yeah. Oh, good. Comics, guys. Uh, we're here to talk about comics. Uh, the next story in the anthology is the Man in Black, which is a Superman story, which is written by Michael McMillan and artist by Oh, wait, he's not a newcomer. I know. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? This is bollocks. Uh, Jean Faria, who of course has been doing a lot but of again, Greenado issues. Who knows when this was written? True. It could be before True. he got on Nightwing, right? You know, it's funny though, I never actually realised this, but now that I've read that, I'm like, yeah, that does look like his art. Uh, yeah, I, I've just done <laughs> the exact same thing. I've looked at the box and gone, ah, yeah, yeah. I see it now. Yeah, it does look like his It stuff. does look a little bit older though, a little bit less refined. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, so we start with a flashback to uh, in Kansas. You know, it just, it just says several years ago. Yeah, yeah, we don't get a... Yeah. We don't get an exact time, and Matt's dog is now determined he to is, interrupt everything. He's already just nicknamed a Thunderdog. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's aware that there was food in play, though. That's what maybe got him excited. He's like, food? Probably. He's heard Matt mention Pringles, and he's like, I want Pringles. <laughs> <laughs> if he could hear, he's going deaf, so he just yeah. felt it. Anyways, so there's. Yeah. yeah. So, so we have like a sheriff in Smallville. Uh, who has a bit of an alien encounter? Then it's not because the funny thing is, when this starts and it says Smallville, and we see something like coming down the night sky. Obviously, we naturally go, "Oh, this is Superman arriving." Especially yeah. when the captain says, "The night the stars fell from the sky." Exactly. Yeah, that's like, what I, I was thinking. Straight up, just assume that's what it was. But I think this is made from the perspective of the cop, who for him this was like this big event, but we don't know about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And we get this creepy ass looking alien stepping out with a big Joker looking smile on his face. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. These are very long fingers. Very yeah. long bony fingers that are kind of creepy. And he says to him, and it, I think the way the speech bubbles makes it look as it's more of a telepathic uh, That's what I thought it was. Because well, yeah. the sheriff actually has speech bubbles. Yeah. Whereas for him, you just float between them. Yeah, and it's got that sort of, like, kind of broken up line thing going around it, you know? Yeah. To accent it. Um, but yeah, he's, he's like, my name is Enric Call. 
and I have come to save this planet, which I, I'm just like, no, no, you're not. But there's double meaning in there. Yeah, yeah, you look, you, you look evil as hell. I'm not it's trusting that. It's same as in, oh, I wanted to reserve this for, for my family. Yeah. Uh, so it comes to the present day, and Superman is battling a Joker robot uh, in Metropolis. And he makes short work of it, and Superman's like, oh, this is, this is kind of lame even for Joker. I mean, this is quite simple, just a, just a robot. But when he pulls off the head of the robot, it's actually Lois that's piloting it, and she's been infected with Joker gas. So Superman brings up this magical new ability that he's been working on where he mixes his heat vision and his x-ray vision to do microwave vision. And he microwaves the toxin out of her blood. I'm down for it. I, I need the issue where he makes popcorn just by looking at it. She, she makes a reference to that. that joke. She cracks that joke. <laughs> Mine's on the ball. Yeah. On the ball. I know Superman having not read the... Story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, but once that that happens, and he's like, oh, "I'm going to fly you away and get, get, make sure you get medical attention as well," just just to be on the safe side, you know, that wasn't like a fine tuned science. What I just did, it was kind of a a quick rough <laughs> yeah. fix, you know. Yeah, but, but this is one of those weird ones where it feels like it almost could be in continuity as well because they reference John. Yeah, yeah, they reference John. So this is definitely supposed to be set in like present. Day, and uh, and you, look, you see Batman, he's got the you know the yellow outline around the bat of the rebirth suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she... looking at the Joker, and it looks like in-game Joker. Now that I'm thumbing through this, yeah. But she mentions that the Joker acted differently. Like he even apologizes for what he's doing as he's doing it. So I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is a tease for like you know if the the the, end, the rest of the story is meant to be like a different kind of Joker for a Superman story. You it know, almost feels like it's playing into the three Jokers. Yeah, yeah, yeah where one of them's like this. Because, yeah. like you say, I mentioned there's the Endgame one, you know, with the slicked back hair that we had from yeah. Capullo. We see in like a, a shadow in Lois's mind, but the Joker that we see then at the very end in the panel isn't that version. Yeah, and so. it even says all of this is part of his plan to save the planet, which is what the alien with the big Joker-looking smile said at the start. Yeah. So is this an? I don't like that, guys. <laughs> this is an alien robot version of Joker. It's pretty good. This actually, I really want more of this. Yeah, yeah, it's no, really well told, it, it and I really like great. it. Great, but what that means for the DCU, like, that's bad news. Only one right Joker's there. alien, though. Not all of them. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Alien Joker's scary as, as hell. Like, come on. Uh, I really like this one too, um, and. Yeah, and obviously it ends with the like Batman calls Superman, which by the way I love the the super signal <laughs> yeah. that he 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 broadcasts to him because he's like he's using the Wayne satellites to like broadcast the signal that only Superman can hear, which we've seen villains do before. But the fact that he's put this in place is like no, this is the super signal. <laughs> yeah, this is this is when I need your attention. Yeah, I know you'll hear it. Yeah, yeah. it's he, it's kind of bad though because it's it's kind of the equivalent of a dog whistle. You know, you know, like where you you blow it and you just summon them. It's like oh, they're gonna hear it. Yeah, well, yeah that's that's always been behind the signal watch, you know. It was yeah, essentially yeah. dog whistle. Which, yeah, yeah, but but now Batman's dog whistling Superman. And it's such a small point, but I love that when uh, Superman like re- responds to him, he says, "I don't like when you're being this cute. It's unnerving." You know, so it's got that Superman Batman dialogue in banter that I really like, where it plays off who each of them are and like how they interact with each other. So that's really yeah. cool. But it's just a, such a small moment because he's only just there for the last like half of the last page. But he tells him that the Joker's actually in Smallville, which again is setting up this idea that's going to be a deeply like a this Joker Superman story that goes back to Superman's past and 
is all rooted yeah. in Smallville, which is quite. Good. I would love this as a full story. So would I. Yeah. This is a, this is a mini waiting to happen. Yeah. Or even just an arc in action comics or whatever, wherever you want to put it. Yeah. Could go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. If they want to take a break and you know, do, even do it as like a little mini event thing. Yeah. I'm down for more of this. This is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously the art's great because it's it's an artist we know and we've been praising his work on Green Arrow for yep. months so yeah so it kind of feels moot to even really discuss it here doesn't it, does. it? but yeah. his Superman looks great I love how it's got that kind of watercolour look that he kind of has with the colours but it really works with Superman and Superman like stands out against the greens really well when he's in the uh, park and that, that page where the panel where he's flying with Lois and the cape's just flowing behind him and yeah, the sky's yeah. just kind of there's almost like a sunset and thing going on and it's oh it just looks fantastic even the way the bottom of that where it shows you the joker and it's like lois's face like in half shadow but it's like a dutch angle yeah and it's like it, it blends into the building where the joker is it just all oh, looks really nice it's really cool layout mm. so uh no that's uh and again it ends with the end question mark ha 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 so they're even teasing that there might be more of this and i hope there is yeah it's, it's good yeah, me too and then the last story is Good Morning Gotham. It's a Harley Quinn story, and it is uh, written by Joel Jones, who, that name's popped up recently. Yeah, I was just yeah. thinking that. I read yeah. it as like, an artist, though, right? I can't or remember. No. But the name's okay. definitely popped okay. up recently. Uh, and the artist is uh, Sam Lopfi. So, okay. I'm, I'm going with that pronunciation. And it's basically, there's like a virus or whatever... Or, that's broken out in Gotham and they're evacuating the, the city and Harley decides to use this time to stage a riot out of Arkham and basically when they get to the doors like there's a fun sequence of all the various villains in Arkham like helping her to escape and when they get to the door they basically all decide well if we go out there we'll probably die so maybe we should just stay here and then Harley like at the end of the story is that Harley says nah that's no fun let's have an adventure and she walks out into the possibly deadly atmosphere yeah uh, just just to Come back and just touch. I found out where we saw her name. Go on. She was yep. uh, an artist for the third issue of American Alien. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I, I, feel, that. Like, I feel like she's worked on Birds of Prey, though, too. I feel like she's been on something more recent, though, because I feel like we've talked about yeah. her or mentioned her name on the podcast. Uh, not according to DC Comics' website, whereas uh, artists, maybe as variant covers. Maybe. No. Okay. No, no. She did. Uh, her first work for them was in the, uh, you know, the Adventures Superman digital first stuff. Not okay. cool. Yeah, but American Alien is the nice most to, recent thing. It's nice to see two or three of these that are already sort of worming their way into the books, you know? Yeah, yeah definitely. It's kind of cool. Uh, this, was pro- uh, this might be the weakest one. I'm going to go on the limb and say I prefer her as an artist. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's, that's fair. Yeah, because I actually don't like the art in this one that much, so I'd have liked her on the art in this and then had someone else write it. <laughs> yeah, because I thought, like, the writing's... It's, it's fine, don't get me wrong, it's not bad. But I don't think it's anything particularly good either. Yeah. I, I don't have a lot, whole lot to say about this one. It's kind of what it was, what it was. It's very straightforward, isn't it? And it's the only one that doesn't feel like it's setting up a new story. It feels like it just ends. And, you know, it feels, yeah, that's a conclusion, sure. Yeah, well, maybe the first one. I feel like the Hellblazer one, like, that felt like the end. I feel like that could be, but I can also see how that can continue. You could continue, but it also felt like, oh, no, that was a satisfying end to this as well for me. It, it did work. Like... Yeah, it, it worked more, which is why it wasn't until the second one where I started to feel like, oh wait, these are all like pitches for bigger stories. And once yeah. I realised that, when you go back to the Hellblazer one, it kind of works that way too. Whereas when you this... look at it as a pitch, yeah, yeah, but it also does have a self-contained like little arc, and that's it. 
Whereas this one doesn't feel like it's a pitch for anything. Unless they're wanting to do a Harley Quinn out in Apocalyptic Gotham, which they probably do want to do that. I'm pretty sure that's already happened at various points. Yeah. In the, in, yeah, well, I mean, say... we had the zombie apocalypse is what started the Rebirth series. Oh, God. So, I mean, it was in County Island, not Gotham. But whatever. Aye. Either way. So Either way. You don't necessarily have to read the last one, Matt, but definitely get to the Superman story. Yeah, definitely. Yes, I will. That, and I want to read the Wonder Woman, Catwoman one. I yeah. thumbed through them as you guys were talking. So, but to be honest, yeah, if you're that far in, might as well just read the Harley Quinn one anyway, just to yeah, complete it. Yeah, but you're also that much closer to the end, and you can just close it. So yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, Touche. <laughs> you can read the ones that are worth reading and close. Now, that kind of wraps up the, uh, the the books. And normally, when we finish the books, we do our favorite, you know art of the week and favourite story of the week which is a little bit we- we're not going to do top fives because I think it's weird with this week because we only have three books uh, but we do ha- break it down to the individual stories well yeah but two of them are anthologies we're not going to do top fives so I feel like that'll take ages for us to think about them yeah. all they all are yeah. so but if you want we can do maybe favourite story of the week we can definitely do favourite art but obviously we'd be picking for the individual story unless it's Superman obviously in which case it's just Daniel yeah, yeah I almost feel like it's worth picking like one from each annual yeah, well. we can do that. Yeah, well, not Superman because Superman's just one well, yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, but like, the annual and the, the showcase. So. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah, we can do a favorite from that annual and favorite from the the showcase. Mm. Um, Batman annual. I'm gonna go with the stag. Um, I, I mentioned it earlier. Surprising no one. Yeah. Yeah, surprising no one. But I'm liking this new villain tease. It's, it's a proper gut punch of an ending. So I appreciate that. And then my favorite from the showcase. Actually, we'll, go, we'll do Batman first. We'll do everyone do Batman. So, okay. Connor, what was your favourite Batman? Uh, the first one, the, the Bat-Hound. Uh, good Boy. Yeah. That's what it's called, Good yeah. Boy. And I'm, and I'm going to second that one, because that was my favourite right, as well. Okay, okay. Uh, we'll work back the way. Matt, what was your favourite from the showcase? Uh, so, of the ones I've read, uh, it's either Hellblazer or Dead Man, and I can't pick. I like them both about equally, because they're both characters I normally don't read that made me very interested in an ongoing... So, I'll have to, that's a, that's a tie. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Connor? Um, just, anyone say, I think I'm going to go with the, I'm going to go with the Superman one. Yeah, I'm going with yeah. the Superman one. Yeah. I was just, I was just taking a moment to, to think, is there anything that comes close to it? And I was just like, no, no, it's not. Yeah. Next time you guys read it before me, just let me know there's one in there. And I'll we make did. sure I have it read. We did. We told you there's a Superman one, and you're like, okay, yeah, cool. but yeah, no, not not before we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't talk about it before that, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I said, guys, I'm on. I'm halfway through it, and I'm going to stop here. And you guys were like, okay, we'll see you on there. I don't know, that's just funny. It just it, it comes back to that joke of uh, you not reading Aquaman and Superman showed up at the end, or yeah, you not reading the Suicide Squad and Zod, Zod showed up at the end. You're not reading Green Lantern Corps, and then we get Brainiac. Yeah, yeah, so the one. Yeah. It's, it really, guys, it's on brand at this point, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Hey, but, was... hey, props on DC for throwing Superman everywhere. Like <laughs> Just everywhere you're not reading. Yeah, and that's fine, because that means other people get to read Superman, and yeah. Nah, that's that's, that's good. Um, so there you go. That's that's uh, a, a, a weird version of favourites this week because it was such a weird week. But yep. uh, yeah, but we do have some other things to talk about. We don't want to cut the show too short. Um, 
we actually have we have one question uh, from the fan base that uh, we're going to catch, and then we've got a, a little game to play, a sort of variation of one we played the last time we had the fifth week, and, and a little discussion to have as well. We thought we'd have some talking points to, uh, you know, as soon as we get a chance, we get a little break every you know few months. We get this fifth weekend, and uh, yep. at the end of the show, uh, we'll have maybe a little chat as well about some non DC books that we'd like to recommend to people. Which, in my case, is going to be a weird conversation because I've not actually read any since the last fifth weekend. But I'll I'll think of something. It's just fine. Um, busy busy times, guys. Uh, but first up, yeah, we we have a we had a general question on Twitter about uh, phase two of DC Rebirth and what kind of things we are hoping for, both from a character perspective and also where we are hoping they're going to go and how they're going to tackle with the the Watchmen story. Which I feel like we've covered some of that before, but I do think now that we're like six months into Rebirth and we are this is the sixth month this is the sixth full month of Rebirth books I think it's certainly worth uh, having the, the conference now we're not going to talk about what our favourites are or anything like that because we're going to do an end of year no. special and we're going to pick favourites and top fives and uh, means I have to actually think of the damn things all sorts of things yep but, the beautiful, th- the beautiful thing is Connors I can give you a list of all your favourites from week to week and I can narrow yeah, it down for you the... see you say that but maybe one that will I didn't say at the time has stuck with me and well, maybe, I didn't realise yeah. that I didn't pick it but now that three months later and I'm going oh that's still with me maybe that, that should have been higher and that's just so. your case for being wrong you know that's, that's your I was wrong then yeah Yeah. possibly this this might not happen may not happen but uh, so that's time this is uh, from Mitchell Godfrey by the way I'll uh, let you know who it's from but uh, so who I think there's some obvious picks for phase two in terms of books that we've been talking as soon as we started this podcast we were talking about JSA we were talking about a Shazam book Matt's been going on about Legion of Superheroes since we started hell he mentions them at the end of every single episode yes I yeah. do so, and uh, those choices are all still the same choices I they know. are I think I think yeah I think those are all still the main choices for what, us the biggest one though that for me that's not one of those is a Catwoman book okay yeah I, I feel like I, I've missed reason. having one especially after it was actually good for a while, where we had her doing the, the mob boss stuff. Yeah. We had a little arc after that that was back to her being Catwoman and being a thief, and it was also good. And now this week we've had, you know, in the in this showcase, we had a fun little Catwoman story. I, I miss it. I want a good Catwoman. Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if at the end of this current Batman arc, which is very Catwoman-focused, yeah. if it spins out into her book. Oh, that's possible. Um, or Catwoman if, on the run. Or maybe it will later, you know? I don't know. Um, yeah. It's certainly something I'm expecting. It's, it's not like one of these weird picks where I'm like, oh, that's never going to happen. That'll be, you'll be lucky if that... Like, It's going to happen eventually. It's just a matter of when. Yeah. yeah. But it, I just... This is this week has reminded me how much I actually want one of those on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, I think it, it's funny because I wanted to try and stay away from characters that don't already have books in some capacity. But there's been a couple of things that I have kind of wanted for a long time. And mm. as much as it's kind of weird to give this character another book because he already has a double shipping book and that's Nightwing but I would really love a Nightwing and Robin book where it's Nightwing and Damien teaming up yeah. to take on things like that relationship is yeah. so much fun or like basically Son of the Bat you could call it where it's the different you know everyone to do with Batman but all, not, all the, you know all the Robins mean? except Jason yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah there you go <laughs> but you could even throw in you know Cassandra in there, Cassandra Kane and kind of like what Detective does, but you just make it focused on, on the the background characters, not not necessarily Gotham. 
you know. Yeah, I just I think for me, just the relationship between Dick and Damien is such a strong like. It is bond. We don't that, get to see it enough anymore. Yeah, that I just want like a monthly book just about that, just about them dealing with whatever it is they want to deal with. You know, hell, mm. make make it and be then, about planning his next birthday. I don't care. Just give me them talking to each other. And then at the end, they're playing cheese Viking together. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that should be the backup every month. There'll be a little cheese Viking story. Like, it'll tell us the story of the video game. That would actually be pretty cool. That would be good, actually. And why they love it so much. Yeah, that's an idea. Yeah. You got one, Matt? Yeah, I mean, I might have said this last time, but now that Jurgens is is writing Batman uh, Beyond and Superman in action comics, I feel he can come back home to Booster and be the, the, the tie. The, you know, because now we're getting deeper into the what rebirth is and how we're not going back to the pre new 52 right this is our earth now and last time we saw booster it was super messed up you know with convergence and now i feel now that we're tipping our hand a little more even if it was just a mini of where he's been and how convergence has affected him and because he'd really be like superman and lois and john you know he's out of place yeah so yeah you know and, and he even you could tie it into any other book while you're at it. But just give Jurgen some, some more stuff to do. I'm really enjoying what he's doing. Matt picked a Booster Gold book. What an absolute shocker uh, that I can't contain I, myself. I mean, I, I want to say Connor Kent, but he's no longer going to be around. He's like the forgotten character now. He's the Stephanie Brown of all this. For you know? now. But, but, not, but not as cool. Yeah, well, well where, do you, where do you put him? Because you got John... You know, uh, a Superboy. Mister Oz will have so him in a cage you, somewhere, and that's how we get him back. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, that's what you want. You want Tim to break him out. Tim. Mm. Well, and now we had the that Wonder Girl story in the showcase, and if we could get or even like a, a Trinity book of of those three. Sure, would be weird know? though. That would essentially be like like Teen Titans in between the current Teen Titans and Titans, where the Titan ones oh. are the oldest ones. The Teen Titans are the new yeah. young crew. Then you've got this weird middle ground, which were the John's Titans era. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is, let's be honest, that's the only reason I love them so much is yeah. because of that. And I understand why he's on around. It's not like Wally to where there was this clamoring for him, or even Stephanie, where she just got wiped away with New 52. You know, they tried in New 52. It didn't work. And I get it. I just want Connor Kent back, you know? You just like so. seeing someone with anger issues, don't you? You you like Guy Gardner, <laughs> yeah. You like, you like Connor Kent, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You just you just like yeah. these guys with anger issues, of course. And if you mix them together, you basically get Connor because he's a ginger, and then he's named Connor, and like, then we just have this fusion <laughs> that turns into Super this ginger. this sack of shit that yeah. we have presented with before. Us. I uh. see. The thing is. That sounded like it was supposed to be insulting. You basically <laughs> just said I'm a mix between Guy Gardner and Connor Kent. I can't help but feel that's meant to be a compliment. So I'm kind of torn yeah. on, where, on how to take yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, Also, you know what would be great? A, a actual good Red Hood book for Connor to read. <laughs> New Year's resolution. I'm never touching anything Lobdell puts out again. Welcome to the club, my friend. Welcome to the club. Aye. And that I mean, includes that whatever issue of Red Hood happens to be after New Year's. That, that means you've got one left. There's one in December for you to do. Yeah. Right, that'll be the last one. That's it. Is that issue no six? Ma- no matter what, that is it. Is that issue six, though? 
No idea. I, I never committed to six issues. I never said six issues. No, you committed to them being a team, and as I, I did, but I am I am no team. longer thinking that will ever happen. <laughs> I, so I'm calling it at the end of the year. I think that is more than punishment enough. Yeah, three omnibuses later, he's still just crying in these pages. <laughs> like, still what? Just fighting each other. Why are they still pages? fighting each other? Shared a page. <laughs> oh. Oh, let's God. be honest it's more terrifying to comics if Lobdell reaches three omnibuses of anything oh, yeah. so let's hope that doesn't happen yeah. <laughs> here's something I, I want I have a serious other suggestion oh, there you go yeah. uh, it, you know obviously we, we said oh Shazam I'd be more interested in seeing a Black Adam book yeah, I, wouldn't, but... I wouldn't want it more but I, I'd want him to be a prominent character and I should, see, I'd like, like to see him in Kandak and doing that side. I feel like we've lost that side of the DC universe for a long time now. Oh, I'd like well, to see that's, that. That's what back. I was feeling with yeah, with Hellblazer and, and Dead Man. Okay, I feel sure. Like the magic but for, aspect but is kind of lost. A big part of what the Shazam book for me, though, isn't getting to do with that. It's more to do with, I love that John's backup in Justice League. I want that to continue. I want the Shazam yeah, yeah, family, that was, that you was, know? You know, I want that. Like, I have no problem with getting a Black Adam book and exploring that side of things, but I definitely wouldn't pick it over a Shazam book. Like, you know, it'd be cool. I just thought too, talking about that. Why not both? I guess is the section. Yeah, yeah. the magic section's been underrepresented, and we have Dead Man, whatever the Mansion title book is, Dark Mansion or Forbidden it, Love. Yeah, God damn it, Matt! Get it uh, right. It only took me one try. <laughs> Haunted Mansion or Forbidden Love. Got it. But um, no. <laughs> Son of a bitch. (laughs) Got it. Uh, But you know how that's like every other month? Yeah. Mm. uh, Right now? That'd be cool to do like a a, uh, Spectre and like anthology book like that where it's Mm. almost Twilight Zone style to where he's going around and and like making people feel the wrath of of justice. Yeah, like the big like 40, 50 page issue thing. Yeah. Once every two months, yeah. just this is this yeah. is the adventure this time. And just to explain for people who don't know who this, because I, I, you know, I feel like a lot of people who uh, enjoy our That's show I, are new to DC Comics with Rebirth. Um, Spectre, I guess the quickest way I'd describe him is he's kind of like DC's Ghost Rider in a weird way. Yeah, yeah, he's a spirit of vengeance. Yeah, like, but he's more on the the level. He's not necessarily a superhero. He intervenes if. Basically, if, if fate decides you've gotten away with something, yeah, he's there, and he tends to take uh-huh. over the body of someone to do whatever he's, yeah, going to yeah. do, and he tasked by God often. Yeah, Aye. he's basically the wrath of God in in certain yeah. tellings, uh, things. But what's funny is with the JSA, he was actually on the team, like he was a legit superhero, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny to think about how far it's come. But yeah, oh, that no, format with that type of story. You know, I'll tell you this: JSA when it hits, better be double shipping, or at least it better be two books. Because I, I want there's so many team members that could potentially be on that team. I want them all to get their time, and the you know yep. get get their dues paid. Um, like you could almost do like the the older crew and the younger crew, like you know and you know yeah. have, they've done that before. Yeah. So like yeah. just precedent for it, and. I'd love and to see it. I feel like that'd be a great excuse for the. Obviously, sometimes we complain about you know different artists on the arcs for. Mm. The, yeah, the swap it like a uh, like Wonder Woman does, you know, and have like the yeah. two branches well, yeah. of the team. Or alternatively, do it how uh, Batman has been doing it, where arc to arc is yeah, one artist. I can see and that. And you can, but you have a, a legitimate a reason. Team. 
all that. But you have a legitimate reason yeah. to change it if you follow a different cast of characters entirely each time. Yeah. Yeah. Because obviously, whenever they come back, though, it has to tie into the rebirth story to some extent. Because there has to be a reason why we have Jay and Alan and you know all the other characters who have been missing because New Fifty Two. Like that has to. I think they'll definitely that will be the result of an event of some kind. Well, it's the next one. Well, it's the one after that. You know, who knows? I but, do. I do think yeah. the the JSA return will be my comics highlight of twenty seventeen. Probably. Assuming it's not 2018. Um, no, no, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> 2017. Year, what if that's the, the two-year plan? Is this the, you know? Then I'm going to oh, stab someone. <laughs> I feel I like... Saying, like, what if we have the the Watchmen and that whole thing and them changing thing has made the new... That's what made the new 52 so dark. Well, and, we're, we're brainiacing oh. twice in one show. This is... It's not even been on that long, but it's happened. It's because we talked a lot before we started. I think that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. So, so basically, like, what if the Watchmen are the reason that the New 52 was so dark? Like, their their influence darkened everything. And at the end of whatever the story is, somehow, through timey-wimey, they get replaced with the Justice Society. And that's what makes everything bright and new and hopeful. I mean, the end. Watchmen get replaced with the GSA. Yeah, basically, because you know how... The Watchmen went more modeled than they were after the Charleston characters. Yeah. You know? And they kind of go hand in hand with the Justice Society and what they represented. So if there's some trade-off and it's the Justice Society's influence that comes in and changes things for the hopeful, and that's what was missing, you know, in all of this, that would be really cool. And that's such a Johnsian story on top of it because it retcons stuff. It's like a double retcon. I think either that or it's going to be like a crisis type thing where Earths merge together and we get like a lot yeah. of the history back but, and it brings the JSA back with that. I see, I'm not sure because we saw uh, or the Giant Thunder, Thunder in the, in the yeah. Rebirth yeah. one shot which yeah. implied that was still on this Earth that people just it forgotten. It does, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. But obviously... But even that... if you retcon it and that's why, I mean, people forgot Wally West too and we're seeing that they're being reminded, so and that, that's why the same I, kind of deal. That's why the big thing with Rebirth is not so much that we're going back to that Earth, it's that we're going to remember yeah. everything that happened there. We're going to remember everything yeah. that was pre-New 52. It's just a case of how and when, and I assume that's how the GSA comes back. Because like, we can't have them without people remembering. Like That just right. doesn't work. Well, I'm, I'm more inclined to think that even they don't remember who they are. Yeah, well, that's well, maybe, Thunder. Except Johnny Thunder, of course, yeah. Yeah, like because, he remembers. Uh, well, that's because it's magic. I mean, that's the Thunderbolt that's, yeah. you know... But yeah, I mean, I think that I honestly believe the catalyst for all this starting will probably be whenever Clark runs into Wally somehow because yeah. they've not interacted no. yet. No. And I feel like Clark has to recognize something there that this is kind of his Wally, even if yep. even if Wally doesn't remember that he's really the Wally from this previous. Era. Like, because even Wally's not entirely clear what's happened, he still thinks that he yeah. might have just this might have just happened from Kadabra after you know because of the started. speed force. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we know it's more than that because. Oh, but the thing is, it's not quite the same Wally that Clark would have known, because he's a bit no. younger and you know another family. Well, that's the ten years missing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so but but then, what does our Clark now remember for that? It's it's a bit right. And this off. is what makes it awesome to read, and this is why I'm but glad we're where we are. There has at. to be something from that, though. I I I cannot imagine for a second that they're going to meet whenever yeah. it happens, and it leads to nothing. Like there has to yeah. be something there from it. Yeah. Like DC reached into our collective brains like, like, what do you guys love? And that's what they're doing. Okay, what if what if it's not so much that they meet and there's like a sudden spark? Even though I, I could see them doing that. But yeah. what, what if it's they meet, 
they go through whatever adventure they're on for their, their couple of issues or the arc that they're both in together, whatever. And it's just a casual thing at the end where Superman references something that happened to his Wally, and it's actually hearing know. it's hearing the hearing that this happened to this Wally sparks the memory or something like that. Yeah. You know? Did, did they not solicit? The kids? Did yeah. they not solicit them meeting at some point? Maybe yes, they have coming up. I said they have the... an issue of Titans. Is it actually Titans? All right, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like yeah, I feel like I've I've pondered some of this before, and that's probably why I pondered it before. Yeah. It's because this came up. But yeah, I was just feeling like this feels familiar. I'm sure we yeah. mentioned this in solicits maybe a month or two ago. Yeah, but I, I'm just sort of thinking a little bit um, more yeah. into it. Is like, what what if the reason why there is some kind of like memory is because Clark, without realizing he's doing it, just mentions something that happened on his Earth with his Wally, but then Wally realizes, wait a minute, that feels familiar or whatever, and maybe that's when they realize, oh wait a minute, I'm not actually from another Earth. There's actually something else going on here. That's yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Make but I'm looking forward to it, whatever it is. Jay Garrick's hat falls out. Oh, man. Oh, oh God, yeah, that end of that Flash issue. Yeah, right? Uh, there's hope. hope. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so good. So, Which anyways. actually, that tease in Flash is probably maybe a good argument for why it won't be all the way till 2018 when we get the GSA back. It may be yeah. probably be that, next year. That said, we know it. how long Johns likes to tease things out in advance. Yes, That's all, so. That is also true, yes. Took two years to get to the dark, brightest uh, man. I'm messing this up. Blackest night. Yeah, yeah. but there even even more recent than that in his Justice League run. Yeah. Like there's what what was the uh, the, the Aquaman centric stuff he, he teased yeah, towards the I mean, end? Seventies or whatever it was. Yeah, I kind of feel that's not gonna happen. I know they're, they're still claiming it's gonna happen. Yeah, we'll see. I yeah. think it will. It may not be him writing it though. He may just hand off his notes to. Oh. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. But I feel like it will happen in some form. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anything else that we're hoping for in Wave Two? I will say, I'm cautiously optimistic about the uh, the JLA versus Suicide Squad. I know it's not quite Wave Two, but it feels like the first event is what's kind of kicking this off. Yeah, because at least the Super Sons and Batwoman and. Just sleep Comes about out America. Of yeah. 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 That that feels like the start of phase two. Yeah, and I feel I'm interested to see how we're handling events in this new shipping world of weekly and bi weekly oh, like basis. To compare it to the crossover and like, the monster event, I am pumped that it's going to be over in six yeah. weeks. I love it. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, so if that's the, the way they're going, then I think a lot of other companies can learn from that. The story I mean to... The story could suck. We may not be that into the story, but even if it does suck, by the end of it, we're but like, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's over in six weeks, and it didn't really interfere. Like, I feel like the era of the tie-in is kind of over, which I'm thankful for, because while some tie-ins are really worth it, I don't like one story completely being upended for yeah. to tie into this other one. Oh, yeah. I, like, I, I hate we, that We talk well. about Zero Year a lot, and like a lot of those issues halted whatever it was to tell a zero year story and it yeah, just felt out whereas of place. the only tie-ins for this are justice league and suicide squad which you might already be reading and if you are i'm pretty sure they've timed it so that it's like right after an arc so it's not like interrupting yeah. the middle of a story and kind of thing. they're also the ones directly involved in the event so yeah. should be in theory exactly. the ones anyway that are going to have tie-ins yeah it makes right. more it makes a lot of sense um, it's when it's line wide, everything you know, ev- absolutely everything's been interrupted to like you tie said, into that. That zero year was probably the worst. There's only one book I excuse for that, where all the yeah. rest, it's like why. And even then, that was still kind of guilty of it. 
Yep. Well, I will say the the one book that I, I excuse is Action Comics, just because it was that was the first issue of a of a new run anyway. But it's still it's so guilty it's of every, prologue. Yeah, but it's still guilty of absolutely everything that it didn't, I hated. About it didn't those need times. to be zero year. Yeah, you know it didn't. It need to be, but I thought it worked as a nice prologue to the run in general. So I was nah. okay with having a one issue kind of setup. Nah, it annoyed me all the same. Me too. I I love I love that run, but I love it from the next issue on. I don't really. No, nah, that's one of my much. favorite issues of the run. Yeah, he fights a hurricane. That's pretty dope. I no, love the, that. the action of it in and of itself is fine, but I just like it still annoys me. Like I still like no, it does too. And then stuff like the the Green Arrow where they tried and they did the whole Diggle um, oh, origin yeah. again could have been handled different. Like that could have just been an issue that didn't have the zero year on it. You know? Yeah. So, but if this is where they're going forward i'm way more than okay and even if there are tie-ins do what they did for dark side war where they were one shots and they weren't essential to the overall story so they're mm. almost supplemental and... and and just on events in general i'm looking forward to they, they said they're going to be quarterly right so we got yeah. like four coming up in the next year and i'm kind of looking forward to that like we haven't yeah. had a proper dc event in a while we don't get them that often anymore no. from dc and while I'm, I'm gonna, I often complain we get too many events yeah. this time because they're so short and they're so compressed with the yeah. weekly schedule. It doesn't feel like it's hampering well, everything. Well, it's the rarity that makes it feel special. If there's always an event, then it doesn't feel special. But that's the thing. Even even with them being so many of them, with them being over in six weeks, mm-hmm. it's still three four months before the next one right. starts. So it doesn't feel like you're constantly yeah. in. Well, I, I think there should be a difference between like, I didn't feel Night of the Monster Man was an event as much. No, as that was a just crossover. a crossover, but they, they so... did say they're having quarterly events. After okay. This. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So the next one should be okay. starting sometime in the end of March, I imagine. Yeah. Give or take. Yeah. This is the troublemaker who's been causing all the noise. Gotcha. This oh, one. Shut your face, Connor. Shut your face. Maybe. All okay. right, I'm okay. so, I'm still hungry, guys. So let's. Uh... All right, let's move on then. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'll just uh, one tail end to hopes for a phase two is either a Gotham by Midnight successor because I really like that, yeah. or even a Gotham Central type book, or even something like that set in the Daily Planet. I would enjoy any that's, of those ideas. That's always my go-to. Also, the Daily Planet bullpen. I would... Yeah, I, I just in general more non-superhero. Yeah. But still in the world, like yeah. just a day in the life of. That's exactly the idea. Like yeah. setting the world of these characters, setting their cities, but the other characters, you know, the what well, is the you know the cops or the you know the reporters or whoever. Yeah. Um, but no, I like that idea. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, so, quick little game to play. We did something similar to this in the last fifth week. Um, for these, I am going. It's another one of these. Eliminate one of three things. Or oh, in this case, it's not three though. In this case, I've left it open to just everything under the umbrella. Right. Oh snap. But you have to eliminate something from each of these, right? Mm-hmm. And make your case for it. The first one is Superman Power. Which Superman Power would you eliminate from his repertoire? And Easy. For, the, for the sake of this, I am taking out the uh, that newish one they kind of added for New Fifty Two. The, the Solar Flare. Yeah, Solar yeah. Flare. That's gone. You're not. You're not. You're not allowed to pick okay, that. Why not? No. No. We've seen that, that that's even made its way to the Supergirl TV. No, no, it's an, exte- game now. it's no, it's an extension of Heat Vision. It's just an extension of that. It's, it's not an extension of Heat Vision, and it was only used really in that one arc to yeah. take him, his powers away to burn him God out. So, so, so you can't pick that. That's no. too easy because we'd all pick that. Free- yeah. <laughs> Freeze breath, like it's kind of useless. 
Like, yeah, it can be used cool, but how often does he really use it? He's got super speed and strength. That that outdoes that. That was the one I was kind of leaning to as well. <laughs> it it does seem just the the odd one out almost. Yeah, yeah honestly, I'm going to say freeze breath as well. <laughs> that one was maybe too easy. That was kind of easy. Vision's cool, and it's probably my favorite. Even though I love super strength and super, you know, flight, super speed, but one of my favorite images ever in comics is in Superman's red, and you get the or Superman's red, Superman's silhouetted, and all you can see are the red of the eyes. Mm. And that's how you know he's angry. Yeah, and I just feel like Heat Vision has so many applications as well yep. beyond just as a, a destructive thing. It can, you know, it yep. can yeah. well, whatever. That said, yep. you could also make an argument for the microscopic vision that comes up every once in a while. You could take yeah, that away. X-ray, you know. X-ray is handy though. I like the X-ray. So it the is, microscopic can... is just—it's an extension of like just looking far. Like it's just an extension of yeah, having good vision. Sight. So yeah, yeah. So it's a murkier one to take away because what that's else that, does it affect? Yeah, that's that's what I thought about. Yeah, Free, freeze breaths is clearly the goofy one. Like all yeah. the other ones, I understand why it has those powers and a sort of science fictiony kind of explanation. Whereas yeah. the freeze breath, I'm like, eh. like I understand why he has strong breath. Like you know when he blows like the gale force wind almost. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. He's got powerful lungs, sure. But the freeze breath is just kind of cheesy. It's just because yeah. they had some, they had to have something to balance out the heat. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Well, so it is. And then you get Bizarro. He gets the the freeze vision and the heat breath. Yeah. Blows fire like a dragon. That like... fire breath is cool though. Yeah, that is I, almost, I almost want to keep the freeze breath just so we can have the fire breath from Bizarro. No, it's not worth it. But I'm, I'm, no. It's not. No. Not worth it. All right. Again, you have to eliminate one of them. And I, I and for this, I'll specifically mention that the main ones, not because you could easily cheat cop out here and pick like a, a weird background one. Of the six main Green Lanterns, you have to eliminate mm. one. Kyle Rayner. Kyle Rayner. It's... No, I, I completely disagree with you. Guy Gardner, easy, go on. No. Oh, no. Guy's great. No, I Guy's can't, gone. I can't go after John, because I love John, and he's like the straight man of us all. Yeah. I, like, I like Kyle too like, much. Guy's gone. Nah. No, I like Guy for like just the outlandishness that he brings compared to everyone else. He stands out yeah. more. Kyle feels like a poor man's John, a poor man's Hal. I just I feel like, like when Hal came back, he just took... Everything about Kyle, you know, that made him, and it's just it's kind of their. That's not, not Kyle's that fault. In the same space. No, I know. I just feel you don't like need without, both of them. Yeah. Yeah, and I I feel one has to get the, the S end of the stick, and it's poor Kyle. You know, I'd rather. Speaking of day in the life, I wouldn't mind like, back to Kyle Rayner as an artist. You know. Yeah, well, that's why I like him. And, well, and I'll like be back Kyle. up. As a supporting character, more than he's a Green Lantern, easily my least favorite of the of the bunch. Yeah, me too. And and with the two new ones, I love them too much right now, kind of because of recency bias. That's the thing. But Ask me again in ten years, they might it not could be, be Simon. Yeah, yeah, it could be Jessica. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like Jessica's quickly ranked up for me. In the... I feel like if if I didn't take if I, if I didn't have Kyle, I'd probably say Simon, just because the most I always like him is when he plays off Jessica. I'm not sure how much I like him on his own. By himself. He, him and Gardner kind of occupy the same. Where yeah. they're brash. Yeah, they got the aggro. And I'm just not yeah. sure I need him on his own that much. Nah, a guy can go. All right, All right next. Um, okay, I, I, again, kind of limiting to the, the main ones, because there's been a lot of like minor sort of members over the years. Yep. But uh, the Flashy's Rogues... Which one of those are we eliminating? 
Does Piper count as a rogue, or is he an ally? I was just thinking that. Because that changes the answer. Nah, since you're both going to pick him, I'll say no. <laughs> just just for the sake of... Uh... Well, he's an ally, because he's been more often an ally than yeah. an antagonist. This is just for the sake of keeping it more interesting, because you're forced to think a bit harder. Yeah. Trickster. Trickster? Oh, no, I do like the trickster. No, I like I like Axel. I don't like traditional... Mm. Jesse, whatever his name was. Honestly, I, th- I think for me, I'm going to say Heatwave. Yeah, I like when he plays off a of cold, though. Sure, but I feel like, specifically in the comics, I'm not talking about, you know, Legends. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, oh, Well, that's what I'm talking wave. about, too. Now, if we're talking, like, the New 52 era, then definitely Heatwave, because he was the burned version that shot <laughs> oh, yeah, heat out of his yeah. chest. But, you know, but I'm, ta- I'm talking classic. You know, I'm talking John's classic. run, you know, Heatwave. Like, I mean, he's fine, don't get me wrong, but I think... He's just a guy with a flamethrower, which is like by far less interesting yeah, than Yeah, but almost... there's so much more because he's a pyro. Well, I know, he's but... Compelled. I yeah, like... he's compelled to I feel like all fire. the others... Uh, I'm going to go with Heatwave as well, because I feel like all the others play off the Flash individually a bit better. Whereas yeah. Heatwave plays well off other members of the rogues, especially Cold, but not so much the Flash. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, uh, yeah. and then last one... This okay. See for the sake of this one, I'm going to eliminate one that's the obvious choice. Oh, all right, because we're all going to pick him, and it's it's so so obvious. All right, yeah. Batman family member, obviously not Batman though. Like, oh, not so we're not allowed Jason. Is that the one? Yeah, we're not allowed Jason because Jason's the one we're all going to pick. Let's be honest. <laughs> who who's the list compiler? Like, you got all the Robins. Adding... You got all the Robins. Okay. You, got, you got your Batgirls. You know, so your your Barb, Cassie, Steph. Right. Um. I, I would probably include Harper in this and uh. Duke and Duke, yeah. I, I think they they, they fit in there. You gonna say Duke? So you come. Well, so I wanted to say Batwing just because he's so like. Ah, oh, yeah. Okay. Clearly, he's taking the Tim spot right now of of genius, but that's too easy. So if I'm if I'm pushing, oh, Gazuntite. Oh, jeez. Yeah, man. So are they being wiped from existence, or they're just not that character anymore? Wiped from existence. Never happened. Oh, crap. Oh, my God. I gotta go Duke, because he's <laughs> yeah. useless. Because I, I like everyone else too much. Like, well, was, there's, there's truth and in this. this. Is the thing. If you wipe someone from existence, it eliminates things that they've played off with other characters in the past. And, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. Causality, which which makes Duke essentially the safest option because he hasn't yeah. affected. Yeah, that's if that's true. the case, then then I'm gonna go with Cassandra Kane. Final answer, oh, right, just okay. because she's the the back girl I'm least tied to. Barb and Steph are, are both. I, I mean, I would agree with that. She's the one out of the three that I'm the yeah. least tied to, but I still like her a lot. That's yeah. sort of why, but like to have to make a difficult decision because Duke is the easy answer. It's like Jason, although he's the opposite of Jason, right. where I'm he's actually make... done nothing wrong. I'm gonna make this way. I'm going to make this be harder, right? Yeah. We have to eliminate a Robin, but we're not allowed to pick Jason. Yeah. Tim, because they've already done it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I would say Tim, honestly, if it's out of those three. And it's the most, it's the most tragic. I'd, I'd, have the most to say, I'd have to say Damien. Of course you would, but Damien's because, great. Oh no, I, I love Damien, but yeah. Dick's Dick, right? You know. Yeah, you, you there's, there's no way any of us are picking Dick. No, not, not none of us are cutting off Dick. No, no, exactly. Not happening. And other than that, Tim is my favourite Robin. As Robin, but, you know, 
I just I love it as Robin so much. So much. Potential. He's the one for Battle in the Cowl that you believed would become Batman later in life. Like even not even Damien. Like I feel Damien wants to be Batman, but when he grows up, he's gonna want to be his own man because he's. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm just remember. Right? I'm just remember on the Freudian slip from the last issue of Teen Titans that now you've said that where he says he's Batman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? But I feel good. because he's a teenager still, but. He starts going up. He's gonna do the the Dick Grayson thing, where he's like, he, yeah. he wants the legacy because he feel like he feels like it should be his. Yeah, but he doesn't but the actually one that, want it for him. Yeah, but the one that earns it the most is Tim. And I have to yell at my dog. I will be right back. Yeah, but I think the thing is for me, like you say, this is why for existence. It's not like about oh, this wouldn't be a tragic thing. They just wouldn't oh, be no. there. Jesus. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I've got to go with Damien. I'm gonna I need, edit, I need I'm, him there. I'm gonna edit that card. Is it? Ah, just what leave happened? it. In. It'd be funnier. <laughs> just leave that in. Yeah. Yeah, because they were they were fighting with the cat, so yeah. Why not? Sure, I'll leave that in, folks. You get, you get to enjoy Matt shouting at his dog live on air. Oh dear. All right, that's the end of that game. Oh dear. Um, yeah. <laughs> although if I wasn't if I, if I extended it back, like I never give an answer if it was including all of them. I would probably have picked. Well, Duke, let's be honest. Um, I like Harper more, and everyone else's. See, I'm, I weird. might go with Harper, but either or. She's, she's such a good character, though. Like, the yeah. early stuff with her. It, Versus it, it, Duke, where I feel like I feel like Harper was never pushed on us. I feel like Duke is constantly being pushed he on He is, us. but he's growing on me, especially with these backups in, in All-Star Batman. I'm enjoying See, them a lot. I, I haven't read those, because... Uh, well, there you go. That's the problem. Here. All, All-Star Batman's enough. Like, I don't need more. <laughs> Oh dear. Right, so to wrap up this week, we're getting a little bit long in the tooth here, but we'll have one more quick discussion, which I think is uh, worth having. Um, we're just going to talk about events, like DC events, and maybe what our favourite one is, uh, each of us. Um, and I, Me and Matt may have the same pick for this, I'm not sure. Yeah? Um, and what, what are some bad events? What are good events? What are bad events? This is kind of inspired by, uh, this week, uh, the DC TV uh, had their first kind of big event because they had this big crossover based on Invasion which I've never read Invasion but that was an event in the early 90s yeah the Dominators they can't yeah. do anything right no they can't they suck they, they get their asses handed yeah. to them in the show as well they do fine. and that's what well that's what's so great because even in in like Wade's uh, Legion of Superheroes the three boot like they're still around but no one ever takes them seriously and there's like oh the Dominators attacked again what would happen oh the crowd got up, ganged up against them, they took care of it, we didn't even have to intervene. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it was so great. Oh, dear. So, yeah. No, um, I think DC's had some good events, I think I've had some bad events, uh, as with mm-hmm. any publisher. If I... And it's funny, because, admittedly, if we counted Identity Crisis as an event, and I'm not sure if you do... Yeah, so much came out of it, though. Yes. Yeah. Like, you you kind of do and you kind of don't, and... That would maybe be my favourite if I was counting it. But mm-hmm. that's, I'm going to assume that I'm not, right? Yeah. And that would make my favourite Blackest Night. Oh. Yeah. I thought, was that, was that, I thought you may pick that as well. No? no, no, no. I do like Blackest Night a lot. I just... The whole death thing, and I liked it. Like, the doors closed, and, it, you know, that was the tease. Yeah. But I also, like... The one that got me here, basically, was Infinite Crisis. Also really good, sequ- yeah. Yeah, it was a sequel to Crisis on Infinite Earths, but it stood out on its own. And also, you know? it's worth mentioning that Identity Crisis kind of started the the, you know, the plot thread that led to Infinite Crisis it started did, in that. Because yeah. Identity Crisis was so personal, 
and it was, you know, what happens when your work follows you home? And that it gave that air that no one was safe, and it ends up with Tim Drake's dad dying, and yeah, like riffs caused throughout. So it yeah, because like, it was that when you get to Infinite Crisis, though, like th- that rift is still felt. They're still like yeah. Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman at the start of that book are like yeah. you know that that's the famous scene where Batman says to Superman, "The last time you inspired anyone was when you were dead." Like they yeah. are broken as a team at the start of that story. Yeah. Well, because uh, you also had had Superman. Uh, taken over by Max Lord and one woman having to snap his neck, you know, in front of everybody. And yeah. So the, the seeds that were sown in, in identity crisis lead to infinite crisis and all the, the tie-ins. And that's, that's the DCU that I came up in. Yeah. Which so, by the way, just if you are going to go back, if, if this is sounding good and you want to go back and like experience yeah. this, I would definitely recommend in between those two, make sure you read, uh, the Justice League OMAC. story, Crisis of Conscious. Well, OMAC is, but OMAC project's very good. Um, yeah. But if you were going to read one thing in between those two, I would make it Justice League, Crisis of Conscious, because it's a yeah. direct sequel to Identity Crisis. And it leads it, into... Yeah, and it leads into that very well. Of course, yeah. OMAC project's also very good. Uh, Superman, I think it's Lightning Strikes twice. I was like a Superman, Wonder no. Woman, Shazam crossover. It's in the omnibus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a quick one. Um... um. Oh, no, it's like six issues. It's like two issues of each. Is it? Yeah. I'm thinking, oh, I'm thinking of First Thunder. That's Never mind. That oh, was okay. the first time. Uh, Shazam and Superman met up. That was a Jed Winnick yeah. story. Really enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah, those, those were the ones I really liked. But if you really like to read one of those in between the two event, you know, the two crisis stories, yeah. I would make it crisis of... Which actually is a crisis as well. But yeah. <laughs> you just don't think not, of it as... not a crisis. Yeah, you don't think of it no. as one of the crisis, but crisis is in the title. No. But yeah. I liked for a while that was DC's thing. Like Marvel would have wars and DC would have crises. So Marvel's still that having wars. wars. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, but, well, but any, DC DC have moved on to rebirths. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But and that was the thing. Like when they teased uh, another one that set it up was Public Enemies, the Superman Batman crossover by Jeff Loeb, and that first arc was uh, McGinnis on art and. At the end, it has Lex Luthor has been deposed as the U.S. president, and he's looking all creepy. Looks like he's infected by kryptonite, and says he's setting them up for the crisis. And that another one that kicked off a lot of those threads. That was pretty awesome. So I miss Lex as president. Yeah, I thought like it's such a a natural evolution of of his character. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So I'm not old, touching that. There's an obvious joke to make here. There's an obvious joke to make here. I'm not going to make wait, it. I was waiting to see if it would come. <laughs> not up. touching it. I was, I was just. Like, I'll leave it there. Just yeah. let everybody prod it out. But no, sorry, everyone gets it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to make it. But uh, no, that's, uh, that's a really good one. Obviously, uh, other big examples from that kind of era that people like, obviously, I, I don't know if you would you call Sinestro Core War an event. I no, see. To me, that was a crossover because it really was only. It was just the two books. Yeah. Core, yeah. Green Lantern, the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's fair. Because uh, of that era too, it was more of a story than an event. But it was Resurrection of Ra's al Ghul, and that that really played with all of the Batman mm. characters real well. And it felt that's why it always feels like an event to me because it involved Nightwing and Robin and Detective Comics and Batman. It had such a big cast, and it was so. Uh, it left such an impression on Batman going forward that it did feel like an event. But I definitely think, like Sinestro, Core, it played with the same rules. 
It'll... Yeah, I feel like to account as an event, it has to affect like the majority of the, of yeah. the universe, not just one corner. Not just one section. Which, obviously, while that is wide-reaching, <laughs> the Batman section, it's still yeah. just the it's, Batman Yeah, section. it's still just the exactly. corner, yeah. No, so, I Connor, what's your favorite? I don't think we ever... See, it's such a tough choice. I, I, I'm kind of tempted to go with Blackest Night. Yeah. It is very good. But the thing is, for me, I always go with... It's not quite... It's another. It's not really an event, but it always feels like an event, which is 52. No, no. All right, okay. And I know it's not. But it's like it's one of those things where it's such this universe spanning series that yeah. feels yeah. like this big epic Literally. throughout the whole year. Yeah. It's kind of a weekly series, there's fifty two of them, whereas an event that's typically thing. is a limited yeah. thing that's you yeah. know I agree. That's why it's like it's it's not quite there, but it so, kind of feels like an event in spirit. So I'm I'm gonna just drop this little one and we can probably talk about it on the next one since we're trying to wrap up. But okay. do we need to have a discussion on Final Crisis? Because uh, um, that's—I'd probably have to reread that's, it. That's if a you, whole episode yeah, on its own. Though, if yeah. you want to have a serious discussion about that, I'd have to reread. Yeah, that's it. what I mean. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's very—I just know it's very divisive because of the stuff that it does, and it's very Morrisony. So yeah, as as know. a fan of Morrison, I can say as broad strokes, I like it. I like parts. I of like it, portions of it, and I like ideas of it. Um, I think sometimes the Morrison way he tells a story gets in the way of just enjoying the story. <laughs> That's fair. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's perfect by any means. Yeah. But overall, I'd say I like it. I mean, I'll, I'll give him this. It, it Right from the start, it feels like an epic story. Like, this is the story to end all stories. And, you know, you have that yep. feeling going through it. But, oh dear. Do you know what yeah. I want, actually? Not necessarily his own book. Just to swing back, go full circle, because you've got me thinking about the start of Final Crisis now. Yeah. Martian Manhunter. Get me some proper yeah. Martian Manhunter on a team again, you know. Yeah, he got really shafted in the new 52, didn't he? He really did. He yes, put he on Stormwatch, no one really cared, and then he just kind of vanished into nothing. Well, he was so, in, the, he was in just, like, just like Canada, I think, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. It's just while we're in, in the vague area of the new 52, Forever Evil was pretty great. Oh, yeah, Forever Evil was good. That was definitely the best event, I think, of the, the time. Yeah, that I mean, it, it might be the, the only, only event, event. Yeah. Not bar- barring Convergence. That's um, no, not an event. That was a shit show. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, you know, I was always going to argue and say Dark Side War, but Dark Side War was just issues of Justice League. Yeah. Although it yeah. played well, like same. an event, though. It definitely yes, played it like one. It played well, like also, one. Also, for the Legion fans, or it might just be me, but the Great Darkness Saga is the the other one, where Dark Side plays plays in and it plays with the history of of the Legion of Superheroes and. Like basically, Darkseid's just been waiting hmm. uh, all this time, and then he kind of invades the 30th century, and because Superman's not there, so yeah. just another one. That's stick destroyed. on Forever Evil for a second. I, I did want to just mention though that not only did I like Forever Evil, I liked all the Justice League issues that tied into it, and even the GLA issues, which was also going out at the time. Which was that, that was the thing that became Justice League Canada. Like all those yeah, yeah. tie-in issues from those, I actually really liked. Justice as well. League United. Because they wouldn't let him be Justice League Canada. That's right. Okay, it was going to be yeah. Canada though. Like it originally yeah. was, was going to be so Canada. I was so hyped for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's but a yeah, shame. It's a shame they chickened out of we that. We got that that Plastic Man origin that they never did anything with. That was kind of mm. I wanted to, and that was the really the only time I've cared about Cyborg. Were those issues during Forever Evil where he was getting upgraded and he came out sleeker, and because it really became the Cyborg book while Forever Evil was going on. Yeah, and the Justice League books were 
all these like uh, like origin stories for all the uh, the crime syndicate, you know, and their yeah. yep. you know the origin of Ultraman, Superwoman, and all these characters, and how yep. evil and dark their backstories were, and those were really enjoyable. So, if there's one part of New Fifty Two that I would recommend in terms of the main universe stuff, because obviously I think the first thing you'd recommend maybe like Animal Man was really good and some other things, but in, ter- in terms of the main universe, like you know the main characters, Forever Evil is the one thing I would kind of heartily go. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd say. Justice League as a whole, well, it's never yeah. like amazing mm. or rarely amazing, but it's always solid and it's always enjoyable. Yeah. And like I say, it leads into Forever Evil. The big, the worst thing about Forever Evil though is probably the fact that it kind of ruined what came just before, which was Trinity War. Where obviously yeah. we'd been waiting for Trinity War, it was this big hyped thing, and then you kind of got to the end of it, it's like, oh, continued in Forever Evil. Yeah, it was just, it was just a lead into that. It wasn't actually something. Yeah, well, so yeah, that was mismarketing. Yeah, it was, it was poor marketing. And knowing so, that now, if you read it, you'd probably be fine. Yeah. Yep. All right, I, th- I think that'll uh, wrap us up then. Uh, now that we're finally got to end of the show, I have no idea how long this has been because we had to pause several times for interruptions. Um, so. Well, okay. I get up, um, watch out next week, guys. Uh, Matt, oh, we have actual books again, yeah? Yeah, we have books next week, yeah. Yeah, good fun. Yeah, so I, got I, was, I got it in front of me. Oh, you have, well, I'm just about to get it. You uh, fill us in some other stuff, though, Matt. Uh, what are you looking forward to next week? All right. Uh, so next week is week one, so that's Superman, Batman yep. rotation. That is exactly what it so is. So those ones. I don't think we have a Trinity. That no, no, that week. that's week three. We no. got that. That's week three, okay. Yeah. So definitely those two because they came off of. I want to know where I am Suicide's going with the last issue, and then of course it's a new arc in Superman. Uh, That's fair. After post Super Sons, I think for so, me the thing I'm most excited about is Nightwing's back in Bloodhaven, and that is something to uh, be excited about. But here's what's coming next week, guys: uh, Batman issue twelve, Green Arrow issue twelve, Green Lanterns issue twelve, Justice League issue ten, Nightwing issue ten, Superman issue twelve. We have the third issue of the Death of Hawkman. We have the second issue of the every other month book, Dead Man, Dark Mansion of Forbidden Love. Uh, we also have Harley Quinn issue nine for Connor to talk about. And... No, no, actually, we didn't oh. get to this last week because I left. But yeah, I, I will not be continuing talking about Harley Quinn. I will carry on reading it. But in much the same way, if you listen to our TV reviews, we often talk about how we don't cover sitcoms past the initial premise because week to week, we feel there's not enough talk to talk about plot-wise. We just end up talking about the jokes. And I feel Harley Quinn falls into that same category where 90% of it is just jokes and fun. And especially that's hard to convey when it's mostly in-jokes. So, <laughs> I won't, yeah. so you guys don't even get most of the things that are going on in it. Even if you enjoyed it, yeah. Me, me and Matt are just sit here bored. You typically exactly. when you're talking about Harley Quinn. Yeah. So because there's not much of a plot to progress, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. That's, that's some else to killing. There you go. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm also... not going to do that with Red Hood, though. You're uh, on the hook. Exactly. Uh, also <laughs> next week, which we will not be covering, but we do have uh, Ackman issue twelve, Cyborg issue six, and Midnighter and Apollo issue three. If you're uh, picking up those, they are out too. So. That's everything that's coming next week. Just, uh, just There's a few awesome trades coming next week that should be checked out. Oh, we're getting yeah. trade talk now. I just, no, no, just a few big ones yeah. that I thought I'd point out. The Legend of Wonder Woman is a hardcover. It's a digital first series. It is a fantastic origin of Wonder Woman early days story. I, I did read the first like third of this, I think, and I did enjoy what I read. Admittedly, it's kind of weird 
if you're like just reading, finishing up, you know, year one, and then you read this, because it's obviously just a different version of the early days. I would recommend reading it eventually, though. Maybe maybe buy it and let it sit there for a little while, and then... Yeah. Read it a yeah. bit, a bit. But I'd, I'd definitely check it out. It looks oh. gorgeous as well. It's great stuff. Uh, just another quick one. Just because obviously we were just talking about it. They're absolutely doing the uh, Absolute Infinite Crisis. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That, that's that's coming next week. And then the other one is uh, Flash by Mark Wade, book one. The the big thick finally. trades that DC have been doing. Oh, that's good. That yeah. got re-solicited, and it's, it's finally coming. I haven't read his Flash. Uh, that'll be good to get through that, good finally. To, good to grab, yeah. Uh, First comic I ever bought was a Mark Wade Flash book when I was eight years old. Hmm. So I might be revisiting these. I will say this, though, uh, on the Infinite Crisis stuff. It's actually a print and hard to get, but if you do happen to track down a copy of the Omnibus, I would recommend that over the, the Absolute because you do get all those good like uh, leading to it. Or, like, uh, I'd agree ju- with that. Yeah. You know, Justice League story and uh, all the other stuff. You don't get Identity Crisis, you have to get that on its own, but uh, all yep. the other leading to it you get, um, so I would tackle it. Even, even the uh, the series that ended up becoming Secret Six, like the first mini, which was a Infinite Crisis. Villains United. Yeah, there you go, that's the one. Uh, that's in there too, so... Uh, if you can grab that, then fair enough. But uh, if not, can't go wrong with an absolute, I suppose. If you like giant ass pages, so <laughs> that's that's us guys um, for one more week. Uh, thank you very much for listening and and or watching. Uh, we always appreciate it. Of course, it's been kind of a weird week. We rambled on there. Hopefully, that last half of the show was mm-hmm. uh, enjoyable, or possibly entertaining, or at least tolerable uh, if we're lucky. Ah, uh, that's a ginger ale. Yeah, it's, it's never <laughs> really tolerable, is it? <laughs> Just please, please don't abandon us. You know, based on that last hour, is all I'm saying, or based on Connor for that matter. Me and Matt are still fun to come and check out. Yes. Yep. Can't argue that too much. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, so that's that's been uh, the dreaded fifth week done. So we're back to normal business as usual. Of course, remember that in December we will have an extra episode actually towards the end of the month, which or maybe even the start of January. It may actually just peak over into January, depending on when we want to do it. But we will have a best books of the year special where we give our top fives. We'll talk about our favorite art of the year, our hopes for twenty seventeen, and it's, it's something we do on the channel for a lot of things on the YouTube channel. We do it for movies and TV and stuff as well. But we want to do it for comics, so it'll be a bonus episode that you'll get on top of the regular weekly ones. Um, as for the final two episodes, the, the regular weekly episodes, it's not yet entirely sure when we'll have those up because they're, they're falling in a weird place where if we recorded them when we normally record them, it would be like Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve, which I don't think we can actually yep. do. So the, I'm hoping we'll actually get them out a little bit earlier. If not, it could be slightly late. But I'm just warning you now that there'll be a, maybe a slight shake-up to the schedule for the last half of December, oh, sure. just because those weeks are Christmas and New Year's. But... But but comics don't stop coming, so they don't. Away. In fact, those are the first two issues of. Sounds uh, like a threat, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. Do you know the funny thing is, is those two weeks, it? Christmas and New Year's, those weeks of comics are the first two issues of Justice League versus Suicide Squad. Like the event, the first big event is happening. And and week Christmas. three is always stacked. Yeah, so we're going to have a nice busy Just... day before Christmas Eve to read some books. Yeah. Yeah. Very funny. Mm. So. Um, yeah, look forward to all that and stuff, and we, of course, are here. Check out me and Connor reviewed all the episodes of the big DC crossover this week from TV. You know, Supergirl, which was kind of not really part of it, but we reviewed it anyway, because uh, we always review it, of course. But we also, uh, Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, uh, all that big Arrow, crossover. Arrow, of course, was its 100th episode as well, so yeah. momentous. So we- so we had some good conversation about that. In fact, the last two of them, the Arrow and Legends reviews, were 40 minutes long each, 
which might sound like we just waffled on. No, we had good discussion on those. There was a lot there to was, talk there about. There was very little tangent. I mean, you've just listened to us waffle on and tangent for an yeah. hour and a half, probably. It was but... better than this. I promise you it was better than yeah, this. Yeah, we, we were on topic. <laughs> yeah, we were on I topic. I resent that. I resent that a lot. No, I don't... It's all Matt's fault. That's what that implied there, yeah. Yeah. Yes. All right, let me rephrase that. It was better than this if this was just me and Connor. But Matt, of course, balances out everything to into a nice, reasonable degree. So, there yeah. we go. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll finally finish this outro. So, thanks very much for watching our listening. Keep reading DC Comics. And uh, like and subscribe and all that stuff. Whether it's on YouTube, iTunes, your podcatcher of choice, SoundCloud, all these places that you can get the show. Uh, help us out there. Comment, let us know what you thought of the books uh, or any of the other topics we talked about. Let us know what you think of that. Uh, your opinions, so on. Helps us out a bunch. Spread us around to your friends if you know people who like DC Comics and would enjoy the show. Yeah. You know, get, give us a little, give a link out to them. Give them, tweet them maybe. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's Thumbs, us guys. Thumbs up. All that fun stuff. All that stuff. So thanks very much for watching, guys, once again. We'll see you next time. Keep reading comics, and always remember, never get lost in the Speed Force. And long live the Legion.